Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Hello, bigots. All you transgressive bigots. Lots of trans vegans in the chat right now. Got vegan phobic chat. What's up, dude? Bevon, what's happening, man? Jake Smith, Deputy Dave, Caleb, VL now. Anti vegan. What's up, anti vegan? Shout out to Tuesday, anti vegan. All the homies up in the chat today. Phoenix Compilations is here. Phoenix Compilations, the infamous Phoenix Compilations. We even had Young Virus up in the chat earlier. Got the vegan exterminator. You know what? I got like change the settings on my little camera here because we got daytime settings on the camera. I gotta put my beauty filter on. Alright. Bald man bad. Bald man is back. Bald man properly bald again. Properly bald again. Here it is, guys. Here it is. What's up, Chase? Virgo Rooster. How's everyone doing? We got a super chat here. We already got a super chat. Densy Diaz. What's happening, Densy Diaz? Let's see if we can get up. Telling vegans that they've been brainwashed is actually just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Densy Diaz just says, What? What? Appreciate that super chat. It's your super chats. It's your, uh, it's your stream labs that keep these streams alive. They're keeping these streams alive. Gaslighting. You're gaslighting. Stop gaslighting me. All right, we got a fun stream tonight. We're doing call-ins tonight. Man, I don't think we've done call-ins for like three years here. I don't think it's... I think the last time I did call-ins was when we were doing the Weston A. Price series. We were going through Weston Price's Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. So we're going to do call-ins today. That's going to be fun. We'll probably take them calls in the second half, unless there's some, unless there's callers that want to jump in before that. But we've got the link for the call-ins for the Zoom for the call-ins is in the description. That's in the description. So you guys, call in if you want to chat. If you want to debate, shoot, you can call in if you want to debate. I know there's some vegans out there who would love to debate. Go ahead and call in, vegans. More than welcome to. So, uh... Two. All right. Uh-oh. So, uh, ah! Got my own voice coming through there. Mute that tab. Okay. Okay, gasloiters. Gasloiters. We have a great show for you tonight. We got a great show tonight. There's all kinds of stupid shit going on in the world, as usual. All sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world. Per usual. Let me move my screen Make it a little bit more visible there for me. Make sure my camera's good. We got Trump got the Karunka. Trump got the COVID. Biden got the dementia. Which one will lead us into the technotronic future? The technotronic era. You riding with Biden? Or you lumped in with Trump? What's up, bigots? 
Crispy Johnson says, I'm vegan, but I'm too busy cooking and eating to call in. Crispy Johnson, I see you. You ain't vegan. You ain't vegan. You're around all the time. Jay says, $5. Ask yourself slash lifting vegan call in whining. No, I guarantee they won't. I guarantee they won't. Um, lifting vegan, he can call in. It's all good. He could call in. He could even, he could join and have a chat or a debate. Uh, once he grows a pair, he'll come on. He'll come on. I think he's been, uh, he's been throwing some fits the last couple of days. Kept DMing me for like 16 hours straight, DMing me every few hours on Instagram. And in the end, he told me, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the block. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the block. Oh, okay. Young Virus uploaded a new remix. Oh, no. We got, we got a new track from Young Virus. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Young Virus. That's what we're doing first. But uh, let's, let's, uh, let's ease into it, though. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm trying to the vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed. Come over here. Come over here, Kumas. Come over here, Kumas. Placebo cocaine donated five bucks. Says girls don't poop, so veganism is okay for them. I think the science checks out on that. I'd say that that sounds... I'd say the science checks out. I think you're right on that. All right, we're over here on Instagram. Let's see. We got, we got, a look, we got some updates. We do. We got some updates. All right. So what's been going on over here? Well, it's been going on over here. While the whole world is falling apart, we're over here trying to build up our homestead. Trying to get the water cycle improved. Trying to sequester some more of that carbon into the soil. Using ruminant animals. Generating food. Bioavailable protein, fat, carbohydrate. From nothing but indigestible fiber and inedible herbs. From our own land. So that's always fun. That's <laughs> and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work every day. Every freaking day it's a lot of work. Let's see. Uh, where's the... Uh... Oh no, we gotta do... We gotta look at it in Chrome. You can only look at Instagram in Chrome for some reason. <sighs> it's been a long day though. It's been a long freaking day. I woke up early today. I went to bed late and woke up early, which is what happens when you have no blinds on your windows. You got no blinds on your windows. You have no other option but to wake up. Wake up. Crack that window a bit. All right. So let's see. I'll go through the, the Instagram stories here. I like this. This is not a meme, but this was a story that somebody tagged me in. The Eve.Lucian. Because I don't need a TV to know that God's real. Can't say the same about COVID. <laughs> I was in response to, uh, to someone giving her a cheeky, COVID is real, God isn't. Wake the F up. <laughs> but I like that response. That's a good classy response. Shout out to the Eve.Olution. I don't need a TV to know that God's real. Can't say the same about COVID. Um, let's see. Okay, so this morning... This morning, we woke up. How do you pause these? Can these be paused? You can't pause them. You just have to hold it. Eh, it is what it is. We woke up this morning, and 
I don't even, Jessica's trying to sing, but she doesn't want to sing loud enough for you to hear on the thing. Okay, that, 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 I don't think you sound that right. That's Ari's song. But we woke up this morning, we had some roosters fighting. These roosters were trying to kill each other, man. Um, and people don't realize how, how vicious these birds really are. If there's a chicken that's weak, if there's a chicken that's injured, they will peck it to death. They peck their eyes out. They peck their freaking eyes out so they can't see them anymore. It's, it's a, uh, and then they peck through the skull. They peck the through the skull. They eat the brain. <laughs> they peck the eyes out. They eat the eyes. They peck the brain. They eat each other like this. So these poor innocent animals, they were trying to kill each other this morning, these two roosters. They were going crazy. Um, they're just coming of age. They've been around for a little while. Look at Ryder in the background there. They're about five months. Ryder's super funny in the background. Can they even see this? Oh, they can't even see this. I'm sorry. I got to pull, pull it up on Chrome. I'm going to pull it up on Chrome. Um, there we go. There it is. So these roosters, these dang roosters. Ryder calls them rooters. He, he leaves out the S on almost every word he says. He drops the S. He calls them rooters. They're rooters. These rooters are trying to kill each other. They bloodied each other up this morning. Um... And we've been talking about butchering some of these roosters anyway, so we went ahead and butchered two of them this morning. We Jessica made a... She roasted one of them, and she cooked the organs up with the hearts and the liver. That was really good. The livers and the hearts were really good. Huevo de gallos. A little huevo de gallos. Um, it, was, it was really, really good. Um, so yeah, there's that. The feet are always really nice. I, I, the feet are one of the best parts of the animal, actually, for consumption. As far as collagen goes, the crunchiness, the flavor, the texture. I'm a huge fan of the chicken feet. Chicken foot soup. It, it, chicken foot soup here is actually huge. Chicken feet are very sought after here. The feet and the heads, people like to grill them up. So you're going to pluck in, pluck in it. Chickens are actually really easy to, um, to process. I mean, compared to slaughtering a chicken, butchering a chicken, compared to sheep, goats, cattle... Right, large ruminants are difficult to butcher. I mean, even just a sheep takes me a whole day. Uh, and I'm not very good at it, but it still takes me a whole day. Half a day. It was your first time it took you. Yeah, it was my first time. It took me like half a day. But it was, it's, it's not easy butchering a sheep. Butchering a, butchering a chicken, pretty dang easy. Um, so yeah, woke up. You butchered those roosters. Then I milked the cows. And then, then what? I don't know. That's I don't, you, did you see this? No. That's not a picture. It's a video. You didn't see this when he was in the. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? He says he's a bat. Can't see you, Ryder. <laughs> How long can you stay there? Can you swing like that? No. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Anything else? No, you just want to show me? You want to watch this video? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It's got the best voice. I, I, I can listen to Ryder's voice all day. He's got the coolest voice. So anyways, these two, these two little petunias, we had to RIP these petunias. Here's the, um, here's the hearts, the livers, those two little kind of testicle-looking things, those are inside the rooster, and they I guess they're basically testicles inside the rooster. Those are really good. Very fatty, creamy. Heads are nice. 
So yeah, nothing goes to waste. Right? And the innards, guess what? Guess what eats the innards? Dogs, chickens, the ducks. Chickens? The chickens eat each other. So these, the poor innocent animals, the poor innocent animals were, uh, <clears throat> those poor innocent animals were going to kill each other. So we ended up slaughtering them before they could get to each other. And uh, they, they made some good food. Jessica likes Jessica likes the chicken. I'm not I'm not that into chicken meat. I like. I prefer raise our own bird. It's nice to be able to raise your own and slaughter it. It's very convenient. It's right there. It feels good knowing that you fed that animal. It feels good knowing that you know what went into it. There's no hormones. There's nothing weird. No pesticides. And it feels good to have your own your own little flocks. Right. It feels good to have your own livestock. It feels good to have food security. That's why we do what we do. That's why we promote what we promote. The store shelves were getting emptied of all the good animal foods. All that was left was the dang Beyond Burgers a few months ago. And the media tries to gaslight you and tell you, oh, look, the, uh, the plant-based, all these this plant-based burgers are what everybody really wants. The demand for plant-based meat is skyrocketing. While the limp Beyond Sausages just sat, <laughs> sat on the freaking counters, sat on the shelves. Yeah, so. I always get like I always like getting messages like this. Here's a nice one to share. Thanks to you and other awesome primal dudes, we now know to prioritize animal foods, especially since I'm breastfeeding our five month old. Thank you for spreading the good news of meat and of Christianity. Right, so that was that was a viewer over on Instagram. Appreciate that one. Ooh, look at those! Look at those! I think you got school in like ten minutes, bro. Those are really good. Those were nice. Can't remember. I turned my back. Ryder was in front of the plate. He ate it all. She. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Jessica turned around. She turned back around after turning around, and Ryder had eaten everything off the plate. <laughs> everything off the plate. Uh, shout out to to Brooke Bond go vegan over on Instagram. Brooke Bond go vegan. She's she must have commented about fifteen times over on uh, over on Instagram. I think she. I don't know. I don't know if she ever stopped. She had a great comment. You're horrendous. What sort of man butchers innocent beings? Absolutely psychotic behavior. That's totally psychotic to, to butcher and eat a chicken. To do what your mama did. To do what your grandmama did. To do what, if your ancestors weren't doing, you wouldn't be alive today. Brooke Bongo vegan, who uh, was quite offended. But I'm with her. I'm with her. You know, I'm trans vegan. I'm trans vegan. I can, I can, I can ride with it. So I told her, look, these roosters are serial rapists and are, an <laughs> and are an oppressive, toxically masculine symbol of the patriarchy. I'm doing my part, fellow goddess. So, I mean, for all you, all you vegans and feminists out there, I hope you realize that those roosters, not only are they violent criminals, but they're serial rapists. That doesn't mean that they stick their dinghy in, in Lucky Charms. No, serial rapists, they... They they be raping all the time. I don't know if you know. They they never ask for consent. You should see these roosters, man. They they chase them. The roosters are so crazy. Have you never had chickens. <laughs> you don't understand. But the uh, the roosters, Jessica calls it beeline in them. They beeline the hens. They they sprint up on the hens and they grab them with their beak and they pin them down and they go. They pin them down. They pinch their neck with their mouth and go, bah, 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 bah. They and they rape them. Feathers. They rape them. They pull out their freaking feathers. 
So, so we're helping to fight the patriarchy. We're helping to smash the fash. We're helping to depopulate the toxic masculinity exuding roosters who refuse to listen to the good grown-ups and sterilize themselves. Chase says, I thought that was called courting. Uh-oh. Yeah, Chase, you, uh... <sighs> yeah. You don't want to look to roosters for advice on how to treat your ladies. And vegans, you don't want to look to the animal kingdom <laughs> for an example on how to treat other beings. All right, so here's... All right, then after that, Ryder and I drove down to the bottom of the hill. We got a little field of choclo. Choclo, which is a locally grown variety of maize corn. And guess what? All these vegans always tell you, well, 80% of the crops grown are fed to livestock. Well, vegans. Well, earthling ed. Not toxically, toxically masculine. Earthling ed. Here's me this morning. I, I gave myself a haircut earlier too, so. Not so bald man bad. To, back to properly bald man bad. You can see the difference there. Um, the stalks of corn, which is essentially a grass, the stalks of corn are mostly fiber. They do hold some water. There's a little bit of protein in it, some carbohydrate as well. It's completely inedible to human beings. The only part of the corn that you can eat is the fruit. All right, we're back. Cut out for a second there. Sorry. Anyways, the only part you can use as a human, as a human, is the fruit. Is that cob and the kernels. But the rest of it, which is actually most of the weight of the corn, most of the weight of it is indigestible to human beings. And guess what you give those to? You give those to livestock. So when they say 80% of the grains grown are given to livestock, the what you give to livestock, the feed you give to livestock is what is left over after what's used for human consumption is already taken. Right, so what they do when they mass-produce your GMO monocropped corn, you vegans, to make your corn puffs and your depopulation kibble, what they do is they take that corn, they harvest it with giant combine harvesters. They don't go down and get that hand-sewn maize and chop it down with a machete like we do and fill up their truck with it. No, no, no. What they do is they go through with a huge combine harvester and they grind all that shit up. They harvest this stuff with massive machines after they've been doused with a huge dose of Roundup because it's a desiccant. And even crops that are not Roundup ready are sprayed with Roundup before harvest. And crops such as oats, which are not Roundup ready crops, and quinoa and flax. Flax is a big one. Chia as well. They spray these with glyphosate as a desiccant to kill the crop, to dry it out so that it's easier to remove the grain and remove the seeds from all the indigestible, inedible matter that then usually gets fed to livestock and other stuff. Throw it in landfills, whatever. Right? Tons of waste. The industrial agriculture model, which we've been critiquing for years now, which we've been working towards destroying for years now, right? Just like we're here wrecking veganism, we're also here to wreck and destroy this stupid-ass um, globo-homo global McMonoculture food production model that was bankrolled by huge money interest, big investment banks, 
big foundations like the Rockefeller Foundation, who brought in this model that consolidated the food supply into the hands of a few international corporations. That's why we're fighting against this. It destroys the soil. It gives you shitty quality food. It destroys our guts. It destroys our health. It destroys our water. And it wrecks, actually does, cause a lot of environmental destruction. But of course, the UN and these vegans, they're going to tell you, no, this is the only way to feed the planet. We have to feed the world with the GMO food. They'll tell you that organic is not vegan because you use animal input, animal fertilizer, instead of the nitrogen fertilizer, the NPK fertilizers that destroy the soil, that wreck the health of our soil, the animals, and the water, and ourselves. And so we're down there, we harvest it by hand, we take it up, grind it up, chop it up, give it to the animals. Hopefully we get some rain soon, it's real dry lately. So that's why we are. And that's why we're driving that up, because it's real dry where we're at, up at the top of the hill. So then we come, we unload it. Sí, el otro señor que quería we, uh, 2,500. We also... How did you mute this? Uh, right, so we go home, and the kids unload the truck. They help unload the truck. We separate some of the choclos so that we can feed the chickens. And the kids actually like the boiled choclo as well. This is an organic strain of corn, not GMO crap. Right, this is an ancient heirloom strain. It's been used for thousands of years here. It's actually a quality food. This mass-produced GMO Roundup Ready corn is absolute trash. And this is what the industrial model uh, seeks to feed us. And so we take this. I should have got a clip of the, uh, the picadora. We have a, um, what's it called, a forage chopper. Just a little machine. There's a little Honda motor on it, like a little lawnmower motor. And it, there's a couple belts. And the belts turn. There's actually one belt. The belt turns a mechanism inside. You feed the stalks in. It goes... It chops them all up in a little bit. It basically powderizes it. And the animals, they just, they don't even have to move to eat on the days where we grind it for them. They're so stoked. And they've been fattening up nicely. So the milk production is starting to correct as we're fattening them up. And uh, hopefully the, the rain comes soon and we get good pasture. And, um, and we can proceed with getting quality, uh, good quality milk every single day. We get about eight to nine liters a day right now. About eight to nine liters right now. Between two cows, which is not very good. There's basically the grass, it gets so dry here. And the protein content is so low when it's dry. So we're waiting on the rain. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it comes in the next couple of days. Maybe it'll rain tonight. Maybe not. So that's our day today. We got the kids with us. We homeschool. So after I got home, actually while Ryder and I were gone. Here's Ryder up on top of the truck. You see that picture on Instagram? Yeah, he's up. He loves getting up on top of the truck. Oh, he's on the very top. Yeah, he's on the hood, <laughs> not the hood, the uh, the roof. The roof. So anyways, we're homeschool. We're homeschooling. A lot of people are doing homeschool now. A lot of people who didn't think they would ever do homeschooling are homeschooling now. Right? And a lot of the same reasons that people are doing it now. That's why we start. That's why we never intended to put our children in public indoctrination centers and the uh, the youth internment camps. We decided to homeschool. A lot of people are being forced into this now. For better or for worse. I mean, it sucks. There's a lot of like single moms out there who have to work really hard. All of a sudden, their children are at home with them all day. It could be hard. But homeschooling doesn't have to be a pain in the butt. 
It can actually be really cool. So Ryder gets to cruise with me. He's four. He's just doing the basics, right? He's learning to read, sight words and whatnot. A little bit of math. Ari tries to teach him math with fingers. They have fun with that. A little, little bit of math. He knows his numbers. He knows his, no, he knows his numbers, but I'm talking like, you know, off the top of your head, five plus three. He'd have, he'd have to count Ari's fingers. She'll hold up her fingers. She's like, count them. Someone's asking about group homeschool. Group homeschooling can work. Uh, we've done that at times, especially uh, during lockdowns and the COVID stuff when there's all these um, crazy retarded restrictions. We did have a little homeschool group. We do once a week. Um, it can be difficult homeschool groups because you're going to have different children that are at different levels, even within the same age group. D levels tested once. Uh, before I supplemented, and I had the D levels of an institutionalized elder. <laughs> like these people who are like in nursing home. Yeah. There you go. Somebody has summoned the great Gregor. <laughs> the great Gregor has been summoned. Didn't we get another one earlier too? Yes. I think I got two super chats to read from you Carlos awesome big... Oh! You, Somebody has summoned Michelle. vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed. Come over here. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. They do liver liver pills out of New Zealand. Nice. There we go. So we got we got Oscar Oscar Antonio de la Paz. Hay que usar el F como los españoles. But you're in Texas, so you're just. You're in Texas, so we don't use the you don't use the uh, the lisp in your Spanish. Oscar, what's up, dude? He says greetings from the good old good old what the good old good old old good old old Texas. Greetings from the good old old Texas. Hey, my dad's from Texas. My dad's a Texan. I love I freaking love Texas. I used to love visiting my cousins there. Right, my cousins they they were my uh, cousins were hillbillies. In Texas, they lived on Galveston Bay, and they had they had like a jet ski and quad, right? I mean, I lived in a suburb at this time, and my neighbor's house was like three meters from our house, right? You know, like when you're in California suburbs, the side yards, it's like just a strip that you can walk on, and then you got the little fence, and then there's another little strip of grass, and then your neighbor's house is right there. <laughs> it's... It was crazy. So I used to love going to Texas and visiting my cousins and cha- uh, hanging out on the bay and uh, riding quads and stuff. I loved just country life. It felt so much more free, right? I thought, I, I thought it was so cool living in California, right? Like, oh, we're the, we're the tip of the spear in mm-hmm. California. Everyone wants to be like California, right? Growing up, everyone wants to be like California because that's what they pump out all the social engineering, all these like MTV reality shows were out there at the time. They had like that Laguna Beach show. Was that MTV? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was terrible. All, all, all the uh, the SoCal culture was getting pumped out throughout the whole country at that time, and everybody was starting to talk like SoCal rats. Everybody had the uh, the upspeak was really beginning. The upspeak, upspeak. So, anyways, I used to love going going and visiting my cousins. I felt like they lived so much more free. And I don't know, the the southern good old boy southerners. I just I always enjoyed them. I don't know. Maybe the grass is always greener on the other side. Maybe my cousins thought it was so cool that we were from California. But uh, yeah, I, would, I always enjoyed going and visiting them. That was always fun. So Oscar, thanks for greeting me from Texas with that 999 Super Chat, bringing up memories. Uh, grassland Nutrition. Grassland Nutrition. What's up, Grassland Nutrition? 
Grassland Nutrition donated 50 bucks. says, from the team at Grassland Nutrition. So Grassland Nutrition, they actually do... Uh, do, we, do we have an affiliate link from them? I don't think so. I don't think so either. They do. They, yeah, that's a really cool product. They do a product. It's a it's kelp and liver, right? Dehydrated liver for those of you trying to get some good quality animal foods in. They got a good dehydrated liver product, good quality grass fed liver. I think they're out of New Zealand. I think they're New Zealanders, so it must be the morning over there. Grassland Nutrition, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. You guys said the nicest super chat so far. Big old fast super chat. Thank you guys. The, uh, these are user supported, viewer supported streams. You guys keep, uh, keep supporting. We'll keep streaming. And another reminder, you guys want to call in? We're going to do call ins. We're going to handle call ins. We'll do it uh, probably the second half. Call ins in the second half. And there's a link in the description for the Zoom, right? So you call in via Zoom. If you want to chat, you got anything to say, if you want to debate, whatever. There. Whatever you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to do, hit us up. The link is there, but I can't. Why is my Zoom not pulling up? Where's that Zoom? There it is. All right. Nobody's in there waiting. So anyways, we're going to take calls. If you guys want to call in, call in. Call in. We could chat. We could chat. If, hey, if you're nice, you could call. If you just want to troll, you could call. If you're a vegan and you want to give me a piece of your mind, you can call in. If you just want to discuss something. If you agree, if you disagree, whatever. Hit us up. We'll take calls a second hour. Someone says, Texas is becoming paused because Californians and others. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are about to get invaded. All you Texans are about to get invaded by some lames. That is for sure. All right, so anyways. There's Ryder. I don't know. I just like Ryder. He's so cool. You didn't finish the Super Chats. Yeah, I did. There's still one. Did you read Denny? The one? Yes. Yes, I read that. I want to hear you do it, Ryder. What? Right. You just, look, they can't hear you. This mic is way over here. If you want to come and be a part of the stream, you have to come closer to the mic or just, just interject like specific points because half the stream can't be me and you bantering. I'm sorry. But you could come on. She's, she, she does her, what is it called? It's, it's not knitting. It's cross-stitching. It's cross-stitching. She's cross-stitching here. You want to show what you're making? It's a, um, she's cross-stitching a thong for me, for my, my OnlyFans. It's like a, it's like a banana sling. Um, more like a, uh, like a pencil eraser sling. Um, uh, she, it's going to be for the, uh, for the OnlyFans. Chase says, snitches get cross-stitches. <laughs> All right. So that's what's up today. That's what happened today. Had to butcher a couple petunias, which was nice. Now we eating them petunias. And that is what it is. Come over here. Come over here. And let's close that. All right. So now that that's over, now that that's over, let's get into some news. Let's get into some news. We, we do have some, finally, 
get some recognition that these fake conservation NGOs are a giant scam. Right? The World Wildlife Fund, WWF. Not the WWF with uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. The WWF that Julian Huxley was involved in starting. The WWF, World Wildlife Fund. I think they've changed their name to like the Worldwide Fund for Nature. But they still use the, the acronym WWM. WWF, rather. They have been busted, busted and exposed for some of the atrocities that they've committed against indigenous people, removing people from their land in the name of conservation, right? To save the planet. Right? So the WWF, started by Julian Huxley, a rabid eugenicist who coined the term, he actually coined the term, I didn't know this till Jay did the, uh, the stream on Julian Huxley's book, his UNESCO book, I didn't realize that he actually did coin the term transhumanism. Now, Julian Huxley, the brother of Aldous Huxley, whose father was T.H. Huxley. I'm sorry, I think it was his grandfather, rather. T.H. Huxley reared and tutored and was the mentor of H.G. Wells, who wrote many, who wrote about three, I think, nonfiction works. They're very telling. One of those was called The New World Order, the other one was called The Open Conspiracy. What was the third? I'm, I'm blanking on the third one. But H.G. Wells has been talking about this global technocratic takeover, the need to implement a global McMonoculture to save the planet and the people and to save all the world and to bring about a utopia, of course. It's always about utopia. You know, these people... These economic elite, they use these groups like WWF, WCS, to remove people and displace people from their land for conservation. Okay, so the U.S. authorities now are actually stopping giving money because of these atrocities. So you do have a little bit of recognition. U.S. government gives $12 million. They're removing $12 million of funding to WWF. Why is $12 million of our tax money? I don't even live in the U.S. I still got to pay tax money because I use U.S. banking. And because I want to keep my U.S. passport. Because it's easier to use than another passport from another country. I, Why I is... Because I love soil. <laughs> Thank you. I guess that's my answer. Why does our tax money go to this crap? How is this... How is this... How is this okay? The U.S. government halted more than $12 million in funding to the WWF, the Wildlife Conservation Society, and other conservation NGOs, and a major blow to the conservation industry. The move follows bipartisan U.S. investigation into whether federal conservation funds supported anti-poaching guards implicated in human rights abuses in Africa. So the WWF and their guards, right, their armed militias, their private armies, just like the UN peacekeeping troops, these guys go in and they're going to stop poachers. But they do a little bit more than that. They have some extracurricular activities, just like the UNESCO. Not UNESCO, just like the um, UNICEF. Just like the UNICEF workers and the uh, human trafficking scandals. You get that going on with the WWF as well. Many of these organizations are behind the creation and running of protected areas in Africa and Asia, including the notorious Mesokja, 
that have ruined the lives of thousands of tribal and local people. The news was revealed in a leaked government document that also details how conservation organizations such as WWF failed to inform the U.S. government that programs it was funding were responsible for serious human rights abuses in many countries. Not just one country, many countries. Because this is what these groups are designed to do. They're philanthropists. And how do you become a philanthropist? You have to reach, basically when you reach Bond villain levels of psychopathy and misanthropy, you get to edit your Wikipedia page to call yourself a philanthropist. Okay, so this is from uh, survivalinternational.org, which uh, another group involved in a lot of this um, NGO industrial complex, but at least they are concerned with some of the human rights violations going on here. In a bombshell for the conservation industry long called for by tribal peoples and Survival International, the leaked memo announces groundbreaking rules on how projects designed to protect nature can be funded, including... Conservation organizations organizations will no longer receive federal funds unless they have the free, prior, and informed consent of indigenous peoples. Oopsie. You need their consent. So you got to go trick these indigenous people into signing papers that they don't understand so that you can kick them off of their land first, says the U.S. government. So we'll, we'll see what becomes of this. Um, the U.N. Summit on Biodiversity recently declared that they want to set aside 30% and more of the earth as so-called protected areas by 2030. Do you understand what this means? This means they want to depopulate 30% of the land and remove human beings from it and block you from being able to access that land because they tell you you're bad for the earth, you're bad for the planet. And the new measures mean that the U.S. government can no longer fund WCS India's projects supporting the so-called voluntary relocation of indigenous communities. A letter from Genu Kurubu villages threatened with eviction, calling on the U.S. authorities to stop aiding and abetting the government and WCS's plan to evict us from our forests has been sent to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service more than 20 times, but is yet to receive a response. So guys like Sadhguru... Sadhguru, if, if you want to get rid of the population problem, if you want to decrease your carbon footprint, you have to decrease the number of feet. Sadhguru, he's involved in all these scams as well. Sadhguru is especially fond of fake reforestation schemes, planting trees. Right, just, just planting random trees does nothing. I don't know if people realize that. You just go and plant a bunch of trees in spots that doesn't do anything. There's a certain procession of growth that has to happen for reforestation, and there's some areas that are never going to be forest. There are certain areas that are supposed to be grasslands. A lot of the grasslands have been gotten rid of in order to use industrial, agricultural, destructive techniques to feed a whole bunch of people a bunch of shitty kibble. Yeah, but these conservation groups... I tell, uh, tell you, they're going to go plant a bunch of trees. In India, they're kicking people off of their native land and planting trees there. <laughs> they're they're going to bulldoze your dang house. But it's okay. They'll put a tree there and a Planned Parenthood. So Survival International. Um, I don't know how this, this one came up. I don't know if this is copyrighted. It is. I'm not going to play this song. It's copyrighted. Is this one? This one's not copyrighted. Let's see. Virtual Climate Choir. We don't own the earth. Climate song number one. This is just a few days old here. This is from uh, some random channel. 
<laughs> I don't even know what this is or why I got this pulled up. Let's see what this is. It just sounds like chaos. Um, there you go. It's a mad. <laughs> it's a mad world. We don't own the earth. They say we do not own the earth. So we got the. They're gonna. They're gonna save the planet, right? This. Uh, this four hundred pound chick right here up in the top left corner. She's gonna help save the planet by singing these songs. How happy. How nice. We have another climate crisis song here. It would, the, the climate crisis, we're going to solve it, guys. It's okay. The UN, they're going to help. We're going to fix this. We're going to figure it out. The earth does not belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the good grown-ups and the experts and the animals. Uh, the Infinite Cuck donated 543. The Infinite Cuck, thank you very much, says my wife's boyfriend, Carnivore Alliance. Told me I have to send you money and to tell you he laughed so much at the last stream or else he will smash up my Nintendo Switch. That's nice. <laughs> the infinite cock. Friend of Carnivore Alliance, I appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. That's uh, the Streamlabs super chat. Streamlabs is the best way. All right, we've got this. This is, this is bound to be even better. Let's make sure there's no... Okay, we've got Extinction Rebellion... Affiliate, queer of the night, drag opera for climate crisis. So this is this is making me hopeful, right? Even though Orange Man is so bad and he just refuses to to save us from the climate crisis, even though the nasty humans won't stop breeding, we have queer of the night here, and he is going to is going to really bring this into perspective. Let's see what he says. When Mother Earth, the Queen of the Night, steps out of her shadow, she tells her child, the human race, if you don't do what you know you have to do, nature will have its revenge. Oh, 
<laughs> Dressing in drag and dancing to Mozart for the climate. Remember, this is this is equality, guys. This is equality. A man dressing up, mocking femininity, mocking women. He's just as much as a woman as my wife. That's just a woman. That's a woman just like my wife, just like my daughter. That's a woman. That's a beautiful woman. That's the example of what all women should look like in the flu world order. Nature's mad. <laughs> Nature's mad because not enough of you cutting your peepees off. Um, I don't know how I came across this. This guy. Fade Drag Opera. Just one video. Just one video. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how that came across my desk. <laughs> that came across my uh, China aims for carbon neutrality by 2060. Carbon neutral is the new term. You're going to be hearing this more and more. Carbon neutral. Circular economy. And this is part of the Great Reset. Carbon neutral means paying for carbon offsets. <laughs> right? It means you get to do whatever you want because you're a huge corporation and you got a bunch of money and you get bankrolled by the IMF, like global banking interests. What you get to do is you get to pay offsets, carbon offsets. And China is going to be carbon neutral by 2060, they are saving the planet. China is going to save the world. Foreign Policy Magazine. Right? The Council on Foreign Relations publication. Foreign Policy Magazine. Praising China. Did Xi just save the world? In a little notice speech this week, China permanently changed the global fight against climate change. China's president, Xi Jinping, Waves the delegates as they arrive for the open, opening ceremony of the 11th National Women's Congress of the Great Hall of the People near Tiananmen Square in Beijing. The National Women's Congress. Look how empowered they are in China. The women are so empowered. They're so empowered through reproductive health services and acting like men that Xi Jinping blesses them by walking in front of them. China will scale up its intended nationally determined contributions by adopting more vigorous policies and measures. We aim to have carbon dioxide emissions peak before 2030 and achieve carbon neutrality before 2060. Xi Jinping's speech via video link in the United States General Assembly on September 27th, uh, 2nd was not widely trailed in advance, but with those two short sentences, China's leader may have redefined the future prospects for humanity. It may sound like hyperbole, but in the world of climate politics, it's hard to exaggerate China's centrality. So we all got to be more like China. China's saving the planet from global warming, right? Orange man is not half as good as China, right? Communist China is the model. They're the model. They're the model. Remember, China is a major testing ground for a lot of these policies that you see rolled out in the West. China's a major testing ground for international interests as far as manufacturing, using slave labor, implementing technocracy, technotronic control grids for tracking and tracing people. This is all rolled out first in China and tested there. Am I still live? Let me check the chat here. There we go. We're still there. 
So China, who, remember David Rockefeller, praised China. David Rockefeller helped to set up China's one-child policy. And now China's being heralded as an exemplar response towards everything, right? The climate crisis, the COVID uh, crisis. China's the model. It's the testing ground. From COVID-19 to climate change, human overpopulation is the big white elephant in the room. But luckily, China already took care of that, right? They already implemented their one-child policy. But nationofchange.org says overpopulation is the big white elephant in the room. White elephant overpopulation. Experts warn that continued world population growth will make things worse. Experts warn that, guys. So they're constantly telling you we have to depopulate. We have to reduce our carbon emissions. We have to become carbon neutral. What is it that you exhale? Carbon. What is it that plants breathe? That's carbon. So they're telling you that you're an environmental toxin. Your food and your livestock are environmental toxins. Your children are environmental toxins. But it's okay because we're going to save the planet. We're going to save the dang planet. China condemns U.S. obstruction as it aims to go carbon neutral. Al Jazeera. The United States is guilty of obstructing the global fight against fossil fuel emissions, China said on Wednesday. They're obstructing it. The United States is not helping with the climate crisis, the war on the climate. We need your help, U.S., but you're not helping us as China. Right? This is China, one of the biggest polluters in the world. Industrial agriculture, pesticide use in China is insane. Complete disregard for human beings, the sanctity of human lives. No lives matter at all in China. Right, you got this ad right here on the, uh, the side here of uh, nationofchange.org. Support engaged media. Donate. And they have a picture of Black Lives Matter. They get you to donate to <laughs> their website as if they're Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, openly, openly promoting depopulation here on uh, nationofchange.com. But China's the model. China's so good. They had a one-child policy which was praised by Rockefeller, David Rockefeller. There was a big influence of the Population Council which was sponsored by the Rockefeller Foundation. Actually resulted in the Henry Kissinger, the famous, the infamous National State, National Security Study Memorandum 200. Which I think it was like 10 or 12 years ago that it was declassified. Somehow it slipped out and got declassified. And it was openly talking about the need to depopulate the third world in order to, guess what, control resources. It's about mineral resources. It's about oil resources. It's about controlling what's under the ground, what's in the ground, and human resources as well. And there are a lot of people who are open about that. Many people obscure this. Media, of course, does not speak on these things. They talk about how great China is. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. The media praises China and lambasts the United States because the U.S. is not doing enough like China is. They're just not doing enough. Science, sciencemag.org says, can China, the world's biggest coal consumer, become carbon neutral by 2060? China's surprise pledge last week to cut its net carbon emissions. Net carbon emissions. You know when you have food and you look at carbohydrates and you have net carbohydrates. All right, and that's total carbohydrates minus the indigestible fiber. So if you have a Quest bar, 
You can fill that up with a bunch of indigestible fiber uh, and then use fake sugars like allulose that's going to make you shit your head off. Uh, you can use these fake sugars and you could stack it and make it look like it's like a zero carbohydrate food, but really it actually has quite a bit of carbohydrate, but you're playing games with the fiber and with the different sugar alcohols and stuff like that to say that it's zero carb. That's what net carbon emissions going to zero means. It means that you're going to be able to produce as much pollution as you want. Monsanto is going to keep destroying the topsoil, but it's okay because Monsanto is going to put some money into other depopulation programs to decrease their carbon footprint, right? So you can offset your carbon sins by promoting abortions in the third world. So you can promote infanticide in Africa, and that will balance out the scales of your carbon sins and give you net zero carbon emissions if you can help to give reproductive health services to a million clumps of cells, right? clumps, lumps of cells, not sentient lumps of cells before they're born. Uh, if you could just do that, then you can offset all the pollution that you did in this weird moral calculus that they want to bring in. All right, so this is the social credit system here, net zero carbon. This is how they're going to bring in social credits globally. And this is the new economy that they want. This is what the World Economic Forum is talking about with what they call the Great Reset. The Great Reset is not about helping people. The Great Reset is not about saving the planet. The Great Reset is about consolidating power in a brand new economic system based on illusion, based on lies. Shell sets out steps to make German activities carbon neutral. Wow, what do you know? All the, the business, uh, I'm sorry, all the members, the global corporations that are members of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, which is a group consolidation of a bunch of international corporations, massive corporations like Ikea, Shell, BP, Cargill, Monsanto, Bayer Pharmaceutical, Michelin, <laughs> all these massive, the biggest polluters in the world, Starbucks, right? All of these members of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development are all pushing towards the sustainable development goals and going carbon neutral. Royal Dutch Shell has drawn up plans to make its German operations carbon neutral as it seeks to cut its own and customers' emission by more than a third over a decade. The energy company is expected to announce a restructuring by the end of the year as it prepares to accelerate its global shift towards low-carbon operations, having set a goal of net-zero emissions by 2050. All right, so Shell is going to bring you to net-zero. BP, China, they all just want to help. But China already did so much with their one-child one child policy, right? China already brought about um, the first steps of the utopia with their one-child policy, which was actually kind of a huge failure because they're in the midst of a population crisis. They had a social preference that made them only want male children, massive increase of infanticide of females, and they've got an imbalance of that male-to-female ratio, and they've got an aging population with no children to take care of the elderly. Oopsie. Well, guess what? Guess what? Your buddy Bill Gates, he doesn't mind. Bill Gates has been talking about death panels for old people for like 12 years now. Right? Newsweek ran this op-ed, Letters, The Case for Killing Granny. The <laughs> Case for Killing Granny. There's no point in going bankrupt to save unsavable lives, but that's a lot different from killing grandma. 
So that's the quote at the beginning of this article by Newsweek. This is from 2009, all the way back in 2009. Now we've had Bill Gates talking about, oh, well, yeah, I put this clip in one of my uh, in one of these uh, intro videos. Look at these. Why are you advertising these clothes? Did you shop for clothes online? No, it's not my clothes online. It's like a random. It's not even a targeted. At, look at this. I'm just distracted by the terrible clothes flashing there and the ads. So the case for killing Granny. Bill Gates talking about death panels. Oh, you can, you know, we could spend that extra money on shaving Grandma. Oh, we could save some of these elderly, but or we could use that for teachers. We could use that money for teachers, but we're not supposed to talk about that because that's called a death panel. But back in 2009, Newsweek is talking about the case for killing Granny. And that's when they were working on getting the, uh, the whole Obamacare thing passed. Basically, putting the government in charge of all your health care, your health records, and everything. Because we can trust them, right? The Tuskegee experiment intentionally, intentionally infecting black Americans with syphilis. The U.S. government has admitted to doing this in the Tuskegee experiments. We can trust them, right? The U.S. government that intentionally gave and studied the effects of syphilis on black populations. We can trust them. We can trust our government. They're going to give you happy, healthy medicine, medicine shots and injections, and they're going to have happy, healthy death panels for grandma. It's all good. Oops. I, don't have, I got the wrong thing pulled up. Here it is. I had it in the wrong window. Sorry, guys. There's the article. The Newsweek article, The Case... For killing Granny by the Newsweek staff. Thank you, Newsweek staff. All right, but China, China's being heralded. It's so great. It's so great. They're going to lower their CO2 emissions. They're going to lower it. You know, there's all these little groups like the Optimum Population Trust that are promoting... The idea of population reduction as well. One-child policy in China was kind of a failure, but we've still got people pushing these ideas. The Optimum Population Trust says that birth control will be provided only to those who have no access to it, and only unwanted births would be avoided. Don't worry, only unwanted births are going to be avoided. The media is constantly telling you, oh, all births are unwanted. If you, want, if you have children, you're just selfish. You're just selfish if you want children. So what we see going on in China right now, there's nobody to take care of the elderly. What happens in a, in a culture where there's nobody to take care of the elderly? What happens in a culture when you have no transmission of knowledge through the generations? They crumble. They fall apart. Your cultures are being systematically eroded and destroyed. <laughs> That's what it is. Rich nations to offset emissions with birth control. Radical plan to cut CO2 argues that paying for family planning is developing world. The Guardian, what's your problem? The Guardian can't even get a headline, can't even get their tagline. Proofread. From this, what is this, like 2008, this article? 2009. John Vidal, the environmental editor. Couldn't even get that tagline. You need a... Uh, you need a better editor. Radical plan to cut CO2 argues that paying for family planning in, in the developing world is the best bet. 
So this is what they want, family planning. They show a picture of a bunch of black babies. Babies in Dakar, Senegal. The cost-benefit analysis commissioned by the trust claims that family planning is the cheapest way to reduce carbon emissions. It's openly admitted. This is depopulation. This is about eugenics. And why are they focusing on the black babies here? Hmm. Optimum Population Trust. You've got a lot of groups like this. The Rockefeller Population Council kick-started a lot of this stuff. You had the eugenics movement in the 1920s and 30s in the United States, there were thousands of people forcibly sterilized in California alone. A hundred years ago, eugenics was normalized. Now, it got a bad name during World War II. But the big money interests who funded the eugenics movement, who bankrolled the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute in Germany, these were U.S. big money interests. Cold Spring Harbor which is where all the eugenics records were kept. It was bankrolled by big money interests. And guess what? They pivoted. They pivoted to environmentalism. And that's why you have Sir David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough. Backing the Optimum Population Trust that says that we need to give birth control a.k.a. infanticide to all the little brown babies. That's going to save the planet, right? We've got to kill grandma, we got to kill babies, and that's how you save the planet. And then you got these billboards popping up all over Vancouver. Controversial billboards and transit ads are up around Vancouver, encouraging child-free and child and single-child, rather, families. Find out more about the group behind the ads and how people are reacting at City News Van at 6. So you got these press releases... Oh, they're so controversial. Look at this ad. And then they run another ad <laughs> on the news. And this ad, if you're watching, if you're not watching, if you're listening later on, the ad is a picture of a black baby. And it says the most loving gift you can give your first child is to not have another. That's the most loving gift you can give your first child. No more, no brothers or sisters. You make it an only child. I mean, I, I disagree. Like, that's the worst thing you can do to a kid. Worst thing you can do to a child is make them grow up without any brothers or sisters. Worst thing you can do to a child is raise them as a spoiled-ass only child. That's, all, all this overpopulation stuff is weaponized. It's weaponized. It's about destroying you. It's about destroying your fertility. It's about destroying your livelihoods. It's about ruining cultures. It's about the destruction of culture. It's about the erection of a global technocracy. So anyway, you've got these billboard ads all over Vancouver talking about overpopulation. Conservation begins at, con at contraception. One child. You need one child. We've got oneplanetonechild.org throwing up ads all over the place. Ads telling people to have fewer kids up here, uh, excuse me, in Vancouver. You know, just all HuffingtonPost.ca. And then they show some tweets. The concept of overpopulation as the issue needing to be addressed is rooted in eugenics, racism, ableism, and classism. It's to, uh, it's to divert from the actual issues mentioned in the latter. I don't, you got Huffington Post showing some of these, uh, some of these tweets about it. 
Somebody's anti these billboard tweets. This billboard is racist trash, and any folks talking about overpopulation have no place in the environmental movement. Said Costa Samaras. Vivian, overpopulation is a myth, myth pushed by eco-fascists to justify genocidal policies against developing countries and poor people. Pass it on. It's not just developing countries and poor people. It's all countries. There we go. Overpopulation is a Malthusian myth rooted in eco-fascism. Exactly. Chairman Malibu. That's a great name. Uh, there's not too many of us. Resources are just being distributed inefficiently. Uh, you want to re- you going to redistribute them or what? And the market demands they're produced in the cheapest, most damaging way possible. The problem is capitalism. Oh, capitalism's the problem. We need fully automated luxury communism, apparently. Chairman Malibu. Um, so at least there was some pushback. It's good to see some pushback. It's good to be uh, see some people um, kind of striking back against this crap. Hey, we got we got a we got a caller here. What's up, man or lady? You hear me in there? Yeah. What's happening? We got a call in. We yeah. Got, we got the first call in guest. What's cracking, man? Chilling, dude. Chilling. Where are you at? What country are you in? UK. In the UK. What's it like there right now? Oh, it's pretty late. Yeah, it's me, Carnivore Alliance. Carnivore Alliance. There you go. Yeah. Carnivore Alliance. You made one of my favorite edits recently. Carnivore <laughs> Alliance up in the chat. What's up, man? Let me let me pull up the Zoom here so we can see Carnivore Alliance here. There we go. Carnivore Alliance. What's good, man? I like that edit. Yeah. It was, your edit was the uh, the Dr. Gregor one, that like seven minute uh, with the bass drop. Yeah, I've got a hench here before one coming. All right, it's done. <laughs> yeah, when's that one gonna get? When's it gonna be released? I can upload it now, I guess. Nice. If you got time to watch at the end. Yeah, man, upload it, and then uh, you know, if you're not, if you're still in the chat, send me a link, and we can make yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Is I it- wanted to uh, talk about the HG Wells thing. Yeah. So if you type in to Google Images um, and then share it on the screen, coronavirus, red tentacles, world map. Let's see. Coronavirus, red tentacles, world map. Let's find that. Horrifying new day. Where is it? Just in images? Yeah. Horrifying new map shows no country is safe from coronavirus. Yeah, can you show that image? Yeah, yeah, there you go. What is it on screen now? Hold on. Oh, sorry. I'll get it up there. I gotta find... Alright, there it is. And have you seen War of the Worlds? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Tom Cruise one. Like two, yeah, with the, the red like, veins on the floor, the roots. I don't remember that. I remember that the, the aliens were like, <laughs> fly, they, were, they were falling from heaven, right? There, it was kind of this like yeah. Luciferian, like fallen angelic symbolism. And they were, they were falling in pods, like into the ground. 
and they were they were just like robot pods. So you couldn't even it wasn't they couldn't they might have not even been aliens. They could have just been coming from underground <laughs> originally too, like in the plot. Falling like stars, right? Yeah. 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 Well, um, they make those red things. What you're seeing there. They are rubbing it in people's faces. These people love HG Wells. They love, they, the uh, the Am Gang love HG Wells and Tolkien and all of these artists, you know. Well, HG Wells, I mean, he he was not just a fiction writer. Like he wrote serious nonfiction books um, yeah. about global technocracy, about the need for yeah, a, yeah. a global socialist utopia, in his words, but um, dystopia for me. Yeah, exactly. So if you type in uh, don't touch the red weed. Don't touch the red weed? <laughs> yeah, to uh, the same thing. All right, I'll type that in. Don't touch the red weed. Let's see what this is. And, and is that images? Yeah. Let's see. Don't touch the red weed. Where's the... Where'd that other image go? There we go. What am I looking for here? Um, just the photos of the red weed stuff on the floor. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. There's nothing on the floor. But was that a scene in the uh, in the World of Worlds? It was like red yeah. weeds on the floor. Yeah. Okay. So what are you getting at here? You just similarities between the symbolism as far as uh, as far as the uh, the tentacles and whatnot go. I'm getting at the people putting this thing out across the world. You know, they know exactly how to rub it in our faces for the people that understand HG Wells, for the people that have brains. Like we can all see what that you know. Well, H.G. Wells, he's a really influential technocrat. Like his book, um, his book, the uh, what is it, the uh, the Open Conspiracy, and his other book, The New World Order. These are very, very important pieces of work. Um, I haven't read much of his uh, of his fiction. I haven't read any of his fiction books. I've only read his nonfiction. But I mean, I don't know the the sun with the. Uh, this is kind of a common way of representing movement on a map like the little the lines over and all over the place they use red red is you know blood it's like this oh scary it looks like splattered blood there look at the coronavirus and the bloodshed and the destruction it conjures up images of like you know death and um and of blood i don't know if i don't know if they're i would say they're probably not referencing hg wells here but the oh, symbolism yeah it's the tentacles it's the tentacle monster, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is Japanese uh, tentacle monster stuff. Giant anime monster. <laughs> Giant creeping yeah. anime monster. It's uh, the virus of the mind. The mind virus. Yeah. And the great work. Where's your mask, dude? We need a mask. We need a mandatory mask for, for future call-ins. Uh, I can go grab my mask. I'm just kidding, dude. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> Don't wear a damn I'm sorry, mask. mask. <laughs> So what's good, man? What else? What else is up with you? I was just gonna say the great reset is the great work. That's all. Yeah, oh, there you and, go. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's about it, man. Like I can dip now. The great man, the great reset. Uh, programmable matter is Venom from Spider Man. Phantom. 
Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen uh, Shadow People? I remember George and Ori used to talk about that on Coast to Coast back in the day. The Shadow People. <laughs> they got their hats. <laughs> they got a top hat and they run off into the shadows or something. Is there a movie or seen, something? Uh, Is there a film? Uh, Is there a movie? No, I just mean like real shadow people in your room and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way, man. Have you seen angels? <laughs> no. Uh, like light orbs in the sky. That, a lot. That move, that like um, break the laws of physics, the way they move. I don't go looking for these things anymore. <laughs> uh, I, know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I'll say that. They come out of the vortex. Well, I've seen them. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta be, you gotta be careful about stuff, man. People summon these types of things. You can get into like, people start getting into uh, all this esoteric stuff. Uh oh, we just got cut off because did did Zoom end? It's like they used to. Zoom was doing this thing where you had free group calls for a long time. That was Carnivore Alliance. Thanks, Carnivore Alliance. Carnival like that was like a that was like a coast to coast AM call man, that was like that that took me back to late nineties, George Nori, coast to coast. Don't we have? Didn't we used to have the pro? Here we go. Here we go. And I'm gonna. I didn't. I didn't just kick you out, Carnival Lines. The uh, the meeting timed out, so I'll throw a new invite link. Anyone else wants to call? In? That was Carnival Lines. Thanks for calling in, dude. Be careful with the, all the playing with entities and stuff, man. There's people they start getting into conjuring these things, and um, and playing around with these uh, these things. It could be real dangerous. It could be real freaking dangerous. Um, let me find. There we go. I'm put the new link for the Zoom in here. If you got anybody else who wants to call in, got anything to say, you just want to chat, you want to debate, you just want to yell at me and tell me bald man bad, whatever you want. We're gonna take call ins. Right now, and there's a new link for the new Zoom up there. <laughs> Someone says Coast to Coast is the best. I haven't listened to Coast to Coast in like 10 years, though. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's go back to the task at hand here the sun. The psychology of denying overpopulation. Psychology today. Easy math meets bad behavioral economics. Douglas T. Kenrick, PhD. I guess he's the author of Sex, Murder, and Meaning of Life. Let's imagine we were giving an award for the worst social problem in the world today. Do you have any nominations? International conflict, racial prejudice, environmental destruction, millions of homeless refugees, exploitation of women, There's one problem that connects all of those, but politicians are often silent about it. In the freezer, there's a a bottle of tonic, a tonicini. I don't want it to explode. Can you grab that for me? Yeah. You just bring it here. Sorry, I just remembered I put something in the freezer to get it cold, and I don't want it to explode because it's in a glass bottle. Um, Let me make sure we got the right Zoom link in there. All right. So... Is it racial prejudice, environmental destruction, refugees, exploitation of women's? No. <laughs> Psychology Today says there's one problem. 
that connects all of those. But politicians are often silent about it. Overpopulation may not be the root of all evil, but it is indeed at the root of many of the world's other miseries. Too many people. Too many people, if we just get rid of the people, says psychology today, we could have the utopia. Just do the math. At a minimum, every additional person needs a certain quantity of food to eat and clean water to drink. Extra people, because see, now they're actually using the term extra people. I, I use this as a joke in those videos. And now they're actually using extra people could, in theory, live without roofs over their heads, but no one wishes for a world with more homeless people. Beyond basic needs for food, water, and shelter, more people need more energy to light their homes and cook their food, and when that is achieved, to power their refrigerators and washing machines. At higher levels of economic development, people desire cell phones, big screen televisions, and automobiles. At the highest level, they want second homes and vacations and faraway destinations reached by flying on gas-guzzling airplanes. You think this guy doesn't do any of those things? Do you think that Douglas T. Kendrick, Ph.D., doesn't fly on airplanes, own multiple homes, take vacations? More people means more competition for food and clean water, more demand for places to build, and to build homes, and... More energy consumed. You don't need a fancy mathematical model, just the ability to add two and two, or two billion and two billion. Still second grade math. The predictable result of all those extra people satisfying all their increasing energy needs is water and air pollution. Garbage floating in the oceans. Forests being cut down. Longer and longer traffic jams and increasing urban sprawl. Easy math there too. And so we just, just get rid of the people. Everything will be okay, says Scientific American. Huh? Huh? Scientific American. So, I'm sorry, not Scientific American. That was uh, Psychology Today. Psychology Today. Thank you so much for reminding us yet again that you want people dead. It's ridiculous. All right, Antonio, I'm sorry, Oscar Antonio de la Paz donated 4.99 through Super Chat. Says China is buying up oil like crazy at the same time. Right, China's saying, oh, we're going to offset all that carbon. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We're going to offset all that carbon. And so depopulation, decreasing your carbon footprint. It's out in the open. That this is carbon dioxide is a proxy measurement for these people of the human population. And... These people openly write about decreasing the human population. So why would we trust these people to treat us? Why would we trust these same people who want to depopulate? Bill Gates talking about the overpopulation problem is so bad. We trust him to inject us. We trust him to keep us healthy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Whoa. And Herbivore. And Herbivore. far bigger and far stronger than you. Nick Jones. Nick Jones donating 20 bucks through Streamlabs. Thank you, Nick Jones. Thank you, Nick Jones. Proving he's not a bigot. Supporting the stream. Remember, we get no support from YouTube. In fact, YouTube will very likely be unsubscribing you from my channel automatically multiple times soon. Just like it does to some of the biggest supporters of this channel. People who send Super Chats all the time tell me regularly that they get... Uh, unsubscribed from my channel and have to resubscribe and then they get unsubscribed again by YouTube. 
All right, so we we are we are under the heavy hand, the shadow ban on YouTube. But we're gonna keep going. We can get the links out other ways. You guys keep enjoying these streams, keep supporting. We're gonna keep doing them. But we need you guys to like them and share them. You guys need you guys to hit the thumbs up and share it because YouTube wants. You think YouTube likes this uh, this information getting out there? You think Google? who's a member of the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, who's in, uh, investing in plant-based meat and lab-grown meat, you think they want this message getting out? Mm, I don't know about that. The algorithm knows the keywords. The algorithms are programmed to find content that pushes up against these agendas and shove it in the back, into the dregs of YouTube. Thank you for that interruption there. Hench herbivore. And come over here to the chat and see what's going on with you guys. We got Carnivore Alliance. What's up, dude? Law Let's Play. Hench Herb Hench Herbivore is in the chat. We got fake Hench Herbivore. Deputy Dave Eldritch. We got okay. Rat Splat again. <laughs> all right. So all this depopulation talk. I don't know about you. But I'm sick of these hypocrites trying to tell us to stop having children when they themselves have multiple children, multiple homes. I'm sick of these hypocrites trying to tell us that we got to stop eating the foods that we need to stay alive. And the only foods that we can produce on our own land to feed our own families and live off of our own lands are animal foods. You cannot live off of your own land eating a vegan or vegetarian, or vegetarian's possible, right? Because you got eggs and cheese and whatnot. But a vegan diet, you are unable to feed yourself on your own land with a vegan diet. You can't do it. You need heavy supplementation. Guess what that methylcobalamin and cyanocobalamin supplement requires? It requires cobalt. It's made from cobalt. Guess who mines that cobalt? Child slaves in Africa. All right, but they tell you, go plant-based. You're going to save the planet. And this is one of my favorite comments in the last few weeks. I pinned it on this video. It was on the Tommy Kelly chat the other day. Never really vegans. Internet cancel culture with Tommy Kelly. And you did it wrong. Shout out to both Tommy and you did it wrong. The comment is, a plant-based diet is the only diet proven to prevent and reverse all stages of life. You got to do the Dr. Gregor pauses. This is a plant-based diet. This is the only diet proven to prevent and reverse all stages of life. Dr. Gregor coming at you live, not on a treadmill. <laughs> so we got to go carbon neutral. We got to reduce the population. Always the same message. Why is it always the same message? Why? <laughs> All right. Another thing. Another thing that I'm annoyed with you, YouTube. Let me let me show you guys something. YouTube is deleting comments before I even get to read them. I think at least 30% of the comments that come through the channel here that I get on my notifications, when I click on them, they're not there. I don't even get to read them. Check this out. Andre Cox commented. This is so primitive. Jay and Primal Edge unhealth. Oh, get it? Get it. Because it's like unhealth because I suck. Yeah. Because I don't. I'm not vegan. But if I was vegan, totally cool. So healthy. Totally cool. Trailblazer. If I was vegan, how much would these vegans love me? If I was just doing this, like doing vegan content, they would think I'm so awesome. But no, he's primal edge unhealth. But this comment from Andre Cox, Andre Cox, 
I'm not making up his name to make fun of him. This is his name. This is so primitive. Jay and Primal Edge on Health couldn't debate or logically resolve themselves out of a plastic bag. Oh! Hey, you want to improve it? Say wet paper bag. Oh, even better burn, bro. Not even man enough to debate on a neutral platform in a... And then, look, I click on it, and it's gone. And the comment's gone. And this has happened so freaking much today. Let's see, there's some more here. Oh, that one's there at least, thankfully. This one's there. All right, cool. Some of these are staying. Oh, here's another one. I remember this one. Not there either. Yes, because being a Christian exempts you from the problem of not being able to derive an ought from an is. You're a spanner. Keep reading Hume. You'll get there. Leanne Young, Leanne Young. Oh man, she she is so smart. She went to college. Leanne Young, you click on it though, and it's not even there. Where's the comment? There's not. There's no swearing in there. There's nothing that goes against community guidelines in there. But can't see it. Another one here. Well, this one. This is an. Maybe maybe the algorithm is so used to these vegans just spouting hateful, vile shit. <laughs> wow, I had heard this was a cringe fest, but shit, this is actual pathetic. You're a completely cowardly retard, trying to act tough while you cuck out. I talked like you when I was a, and it's gone. See, I didn't delete that one. I didn't even ban that guy yet, but the comment's gone. What the hell, YouTube? At least let me read the hate comments from all these vegan stalkers. At least let me read my vegan haters' comments. Please, YouTube. Here's another one. No offense, bro, but your commentary is mostly cringe. Mostly cringe. No offense, bro, but your commentary is mostly cringe. Toroidal ZPE. Based 17-year-old. Okay, there it is. It's there. No offense, bro. But your commentary is mostly cringe. Damn, dude. You just shredded me to bits, dude. I'm freaking done. I'm going to quit YouTube. I'm just going to crawl up into a little ball in the fetal position. Because you said cringe. Why don't you debate Isaac? How does that one disappear? Right. Anyways. Anyways, YouTube, thank you for deleting the comments before I even get to read them. It's like 30% of the freaking comments, they're not even there. They don't even show up. James Orman says you have to open the... No, if I open the page, it's still not there. <laughs> if you open the page, it's still not there, James. That's just... You don't think I tried that, dude? Come on. You think I'm a boomer? You reckon me a boomer, Sir? All right, so net zero. We got net zero. We got net zero tolerance for more human babies. Net zero tolerance. We got to get rid of the babies, they say. We got to get rid of your food sources. We got to bring about the Great Reset and the Sustainable Development Goals to restore the health of people and planet. We're not going to watch this, though, but uh, I think we, we might go through some of this later on. The Sustainable Development Impact Summit at the World Economic Forum. That's a, it's a little bit boring. Oops, I got to pull off the, take the zoom out. All right, 
So, if anybody from the audience, let me let me come over here and check on the chat. Anybody wants to call in, there's a link to the Zoom meeting right there. Uh-oh. We got we got one person waiting. We've got Dr. Gregor. We have the Dr. Gregor. Let's see. Admit. All right, we got a call in. We got audience call ins. Let's see. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Michael Gregor coming at you now. Whoa. From my treadmill from hell. Um, uh, um, is this Tristan? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up, Doc? Hagar. No. Hagard um, is pronounced Hagard. Good pause. I've been scrolling yeah. through the um, uh, um, YouTube. Yeah. And I've been seeing that you have been talking smack. On you? Have you been eating your daily dozen? Daily dozen what, Dr. Gregor? Daily dozen being plenty to be lentils. <laughs> all the magical beans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course, man. I get them all in. I, I've got the app, Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen. Um, I, I pull up the app every time I go to the bathroom, every time I take a shit. I, uh, I check it off so I get my Daily Dozen bowel movements. I, uh, I'm doing it, man. I'm working hard. I mean, I, no. could, I could really use some like direction, maybe some coaching. Um, no. No? Anyone what? who doesn't follow the Daily Dozen is doing the diet wrong. We all know this. Now, the reason I came on this podcast, this live stream, is because I am promoting my new book, How Not to Die. Excuse me? Can you repeat that? Can you please repeat that? How Not to Die During a Sandstorm. A Sandstorm? Underroot Sandstorm, yes. How Not to Die. How Not to Die. Who are you gonna market? Is this gonna be? Is this only gonna be marketed in Saudi Arabia? Is this strictly for for the your Saudi fans? They gave me oil money, and I'm promoting okay. their way of life. All right. Um, okay. Doctor Gregor, what is what is the uh, what do you think? Like, what are your views on overpopulation? Do you think that this is a Malthusian myth? Um, per- um, excuse me. Excuse um, me. Excuse uh, me. Excuse me. Excuse me, Dr. Gregor. Let me finish the question, please. You're muted now, Dr. Gregor. Okay. Oh, he unmuted himself. Thank you, Dr. Gregor. <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Gregor, what do you what do you think about overpopulation? Do you think that this is a myth, a Malthusian myth, perpetuated by an economic elite that want to consolidate resources and control human breeding uh, because they are completely ideolog- ideologically possessed by materialism and nihilism? What do you think? The elite, they're my friends. I know what their plan is. Their plan is not what you think it is. Okay? We need to get the population more towards zero and decrease our carbon footprint. I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger. I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. Excuse me. Why do you have to talk? Why you got to rip on Hench, man? Don't interrupt Hench, doctor. The world is too populated, as you can see. What do you want to do about it? What should we do about it? I don't know. 
don't know. I think we should be trying. Trying? Okay. Trying to have less children. She has a little soy cackle there. Was that a soy cackle? What was that? We should be aiming for a maximum of one child per family. That should be the goal. And the more beans, slippies, chippies, lentils that you consume, the less likely you'll be having the urge to reproduce. <laughs> that seems to be the case. Um, hold on. We, you know what we need? We need... We need Dr. Gregor versus Dr. I'm Gregor. I'm not having any difficulty. Again, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. All right, let's let's uh, read some super chats here. Dr. Gregor, do you mind? Do you mind if I um, if I read a couple of these super chats? Don't read, Tristan. <laughs> Thank you. Um, why do you say my name like that? It's kind of weird. Uh, Josco Kraken donates five bucks. Says you bigot. You wouldn't debate Isaac because your diet. Give you low T. Oh, wrecked me. You smashed me. Josco Kraken, thank you so much. Um, Jerry Brooks, donated five bucks through Super Chat, says, so tired of case-demic. Not a bigot or granny killer, so I even sleep in muzzle and looking for a bubble boy suit. Really hope this ends, but doubtful. I just can't wait to go back to normal. Hey, what I tell you all back in March? They will never let you go back to normal unless you force the hand. Unless enough people say no, it's not going back to so-called normal. These people are trying to social engineer you into being constantly frightened and afraid. And this is about surveillance, not just of external uh, of externalities. It's about surveillance of your biology now. All right, so now the new 9-11 is in you. The terrorist is inside you. It's invisible. It's everywhere. And we got to test you constantly for it. This is the eugenics takeover. This is full-on medical dictatorship. And unless enough people stand up and say, no, we don't want this, then it's going to keep going. It's going to keep getting crazier. So thank you, Jerry Brooks. I'm tired of it too. But I'm glad you're sleeping in a muzzle and looking for your bubble boy suit. Um, yeah, thank you very much. So let's uh, – I think there might be one more. That's it. That's all of them. Hey, you guys watching. You can call in as well. We have we got a live call right now. We're taking audience call ins. We have the the famous Dr. Gregor right now. We got somebody someone else uh, in the in the waiting room. Who we're about to let jump in. We've got several. We have several people in the waiting room right now. We have oh well, somebody left. Someone else left. But we've got broke, dark, and handsome in the waiting room. <laughs> um. Uh... <laughs> Um, uh, um, um, uh, we need, we still, we need, uh, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can invite one, one moment, please. Ah, this is Dr. Gregor coming at you live from my kitchen. Look at this handsome young man next to me. This is Dr. Gregor, orgasm activist and provider of slippies, chippies. And lentils, reminding you to spay and neuter your sexual object partners so that we do not continue to have the climate crisis killing mommy Earth. Um, um, Dr. Gregor, where, where did you get so handsome? The carotenoids from all these carrots and bell peppers get deposited in the skin, and it gives you this kind of uh, um, this this kind of uh, golden glow. That the women love. 
Trust me, they love it. They love it. You know, Dr. Greger, I've always been a proponent of vasectomy. And I just want to tell you that I really appreciate the work that you've done sterilizing all the young vegans. Well, I read all the studies. So you, so normal folks like you, don't have to. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Greger. I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to kick you out. I, you, uh, you are always. It's been a pleasure, Tristan. It's been a pleasure. The great Dr. Gregor, His Holiness, the Dalai Gregor. Um, you're getting the boot. You're out of here. Hey, come back, please, Dr. Gregor. I appreciate it. Thank you. Work, work on, work on the slurs. We you need to sound. I think Dr. Gregor needs to sound about twenty five percent more drunk. All right. <laughs> That's my only critique. More drunken. He needs more, <laughs> more boozed up. Later, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> Later. How do I kick it? All right. All right. Now I'm scared. I'm going to... All right. I have to put this... I'm taking the video off and I'm letting in broke, dark, and handsome. But I'm legit. I'm legit scared. Okay. Broke, dark, and handsome. Hello? Hey, what's up? What's happening? Uh, I have an open question for you and the chat and then I'm going to leave. Cool. What, what do you think it would take to end... The plant-based agenda and the move towards transhumanism. Have a good one. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a really good question. Nearly impossible to answer, um, but I, I'll do my best. I think when you look at the transhumanist agenda, um, when you look at this agenda, it is it's a gnostic quest. Right? It's man's search for God. It's the apotheosis of man, and this is what is taught in the lodges of Freemasonry. This is what's been taught by mystery schools. This is what was taught in many of the pagan religions. It's this idea that Time is linear, right? Time is this linear projection into the future, moving towards this great utopia, right? We started out as nothing and chaos, and then that chaos coalesced into matter that organized itself and evolved through random mutation and random chance to then become sentient somehow, right? And then inanimate matter became animate. That's the belief. And then they believe that through this process of evolution, that ultimately man can take the reins of evolution itself and become a god. So it's not, it's not like this is just a machine and if you just, oh, I found the switch. Let's just turn off the engine. Let's turn off the ignition. Right, this is something that's been building up over several uh, thousand years. I mean, this is, the, this is the course of human history post-fall. And we've been here before with the Tower of Babel. Right, and what happened with the Tower of Babel? The people, all these people had this global monoculture where the people were of one, uh, speaking one language, were of one mind, building this massive tower trying to become God. And so until man stops trying to become God, we're going to continue to deal with this fallen interpretation of reality that's moving us towards this dystopia in the name of creating a utopia on earth. Right? So there's this blasphemous idea that we're going to recreate Eden here on earth. We all inherently know that we are fallen. We all inherently know that there's something wrong in our interpreted world. So that knowledge that we have deep down inside that we can't avoid, it gets twisted by these groups, by these false religions, by these false ideologies. It gets twisted and then we get hijacked. Our energies get hijacked and we get used by these forces for our own destruction. So it's a self-destructive ideology that rejects God, that rejects the patriarchy, 
the cosmic patriarchy of God. Now, because that's what the, the universe is a patriarchy. The created universe, the, I hate the word, the universe. All of creation, this is a patriarchy with God as the head of the patriarchy. All right, so Gnosticism seeks to dethrone God and to destroy crown and altar. Well, since it's about revolution, it's about the revolutionary spirit. So it's a spiritual battle. And there's not going to be, I don't think that there's going to be a, uh, uh, there's not going to be a worldly save. Uh, there's not going to be a worldly solution to this. The solution is spiritual. So that's, that's my interpretation of it. I think um, a really good book that I would recommend is Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future by Father Seraphim Rose. It's all this Luciferianism, Gnosticism, this stuff that we've been fed through pop culture. This is the, uh, this is the real war. It's worldview warfare. So it's not, just, it's not just about what we eat. It's not just about the food we eat. It's not just about how we organize the production of goods. It's not just about how we, uh, how we plan cities. The schism is in our souls. It's in our spirit. It's a spiritual battle. So I know some of you don't like that answer. People want a worldly solution. But that is the history of man. You know, since the fall, we've been struggling to get back to that state, which is our true heritage. But we can't get there through transcending death through technology. We transcend death through lining up our will with the will of God, through lining up our will with the truth and with seeking the truth of God. Because that's where truth comes from. So there you go. And that's, that's why when I was talking to uh, uh, the first caller, the first caller that called in, when he was like, you ever see shadow people? Started talking about entities and stuff. That's why I was like, I got a little worried for him, man. It's like because this, these, these types of things, people can get really into this type of stuff, and it can lead you down some dark route, uh, dark routes. That's all. Skateboarding about that. oh. teens in Hawaii, right? And you just imagine them shirtless all day, right? Thank you so much, Doctor Gregor. We know what you imagine all day. Luthi and the Mortal donated four ninety nine through super chat. Read Orthodoxy in the Kingdom of Satan. By Father Spiridon Bailey. He picked up where Father Seraphim Rose left off. Thank you. I have not read it yet. I have a PDF copy, which I would love to print out and read. I've got about 100 books that I've got in my hands right now that I need to read. But there's just not enough hours in the day. So I really appreciate that. And uh, I've, I've heard from many people that that is a, an invaluable work. That it's very, very good. So I appreciate that, man. All right, let me see. I'm going to put up a new, I think this, this Zoom, the one, the Zoom I've got pulled up now. Oh, we got someone in the waiting room, though. Here we go. The Zoom meetings, are, they only last for 40 minutes, so what I'll do is if we get cut off, I'll restart it, and you guys, we can get more calls. You guys, feel free to call in if you want to chat, if you've got any questions. You just want to talk with me. If you just want to hug, you just want to snuggle, if you just want to talk and snuggle up, hit me up. Or if you want to debate or something, right? We, I know we've got some hungry vegans. All these vegans saying they want to debate. We got open, we got open lines right now. Any of you vegans who want to debate, 
except the ones that are already banned on this channel. Come on, jump on. Let's see what's up. Hey, what's up, man? Or woman? You hear me? Yo, what's cracking? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, listening to you here. Wanted to call in. Caller number three. Um, so my my question for you is: I, I hear you talk a lot about things in the world that are going poorly, that the globalists are doing to influence societies. So my my big question for you is: What do you think is going well? What do I think is going well? What do you think is going well? Like what do you think? What do you think is good? Where do you think? Where do you think good comes global? from? Where do you think good comes going from? Going along globally. What is good? Yeah, what's good, man? Yeah, what's good? Where does good come from? Oh, I'm saying like, I mean, I think good comes from God. For sure. Ultimately. Yeah. So I mean, there are there are lo- there are loads of people who are converting right now. There are loads of people who are losing their faith in the bullshit materialism, right? There are loads of people losing their faith in mainstream media, in pop stars, uh, you know, degenerate uh, pedo wood pop stars telling them what to do. There are a lot of people disconnecting from that and seeking God, right? So I think yeah. that the, the more they push this darkness, the more that they're pushing. I mean, we, we've got in the last ten years, all of our friends who were New Agers who are vegans, vegetarian, new agey types. I can't think of, can you, well, there's a few that are still <laughs> straggling that are not, that have not um, kind of come around to believe in God yet. There are a few that are almost there, but we've seen so many of these new agers leave the new age and, and have faith in God. So I think that, that's one of the things that we see that's going on. Another thing, uh, homeschooling, right? Look at all these people who are suddenly homeschooling their children. Like, I'm going to put my kid in these school and have them wear a freaking mask and be treated like a slave and be treated like a, a prisoner. We're going to homeschool our children. Now, that's a rough road, right? But I think suffering is not inherently bad, right? Suffering is a part of life, but suffering can be really purifying. So I think a lot of this is uh, it's, it's waking a lot of people up. A lot of people are leaving their, uh, the bullshit behind. And a lot of people are wanting to leave the cities and move into the countryside. Right, so what we did ten years ago, mm-hmm. leaving the city and moving out to this rural area in the middle of nowhere, do homeschooling and homesteading. A lot of people are doing that, so I think it's cool. We got awesome people who are coming, and uh, you know, we, we've met a lot of really cool people who have moved into the area we live in. We got a lot of really good friends who've you know left their former lives and and come here the last few years, and I appreciate all that. So, um, right, what the reason I asked, like, where's where's good come from? What is good? I mean, good is. God is good. That's where good comes from. Like yeah. good, good doesn't come from like, you know, I'm looking at the, the background on the screen right now, like the Avengers and Dungeons and Dragons and PlayStation and all this materialism and all these consumer electronic goods. These things don't make us happy. These things don't bring us closer to God. And you're just idolizing happiness too. That's another thing. Right? I want comfort. I just want to be happy. Like that, that becomes so empty to a lot of people. And a lot of people in these really hard, difficult times – in these struggling, uh, these times where they have struggle, that's where their character's forged. So some of the worst times mm-hmm. in my life made me the, the, the man that I am now, made me the bald man bad that I am now. So I don't, you know, I think, uh, I think a lot of this is good. Yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of shitty stuff going on in the world, and I think it's important that we talk about it, that we speak up about it, and that we, uh, that we push up against it. But that darkness is, um, in, in some ways, it is waking a lot of people up. So yeah, 
That's a good question, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. One. That's great. What, what, I love that. What about it's, you? Uh, like what, a, what about you? There's like, an opportunity. What about me? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you see that's uh, that's good going on? Or like, that's if there's good. an, I don't know, man. You know, I, I think I agree with you that this the spiritual disenchantments uh, that we're experiencing, not just in America or even where you live, possibly. Because yeah. I don't know what's going on in Ecuador, but Catholicism, Western the... American. Um, and I see it with the people that I interact with on a daily basis. You know, there's just a, there's a disenchantment with the system that we are a part of. And you see it almost everywhere. Yeah. And there's an opportunity there, I think, to, um, yeah. you can, it's something to leverage, right? Like there's something to leverage there that I'm not able to articulate in the moment. But, you know, there's... I think you feel it in conversations, right? You, you sit down with somebody, you look in their eyes, you start talking about things and you get into like real conversation with somebody and they, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people are, are much more emotionally raw now, which makes them more receptive right. to new ideas. It makes them more vulnerable. It also makes them more receptive to really shitty ideas, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of friends and family who've, who've switched their perspective. And even with all this shit, look, I've had, I've had friends and family try to kill themselves and successfully kill themselves too. So, I mean, it's, mm. it, it, there's a lot of horrible things going on. But there are a lot of um, there are a lot of people who are realizing, hey, this is we, we are really blessed in many ways. And even yeah. though all this madness is happening in the world, all this destruction and degeneracy, it's like we are still able to we can choose, right? Mm -hmm. And we can't no matter what. Your soul cannot be taken from you against your will. You know what I'm saying? Like our our your integrity cannot be taken from you. Right? I mean, you, we, as long as we seek God and seek the truth, there's nothing that can destroy us. Right? If we stand with the truth and we stand with God, what can stand against us? And I don't mean us as in like we're powerful by ourselves. I'm freaking nothing. I'm useless right. without God. But like if, if enough people um, hit that wall in their life, they do start looking for answers. And that makes them more receptive to, um, to the truth and uh, to lies as well, unfortunately. But yeah. And I, you know, I, I, share, I share this with people a lot, but I, I, I truly believe that despair, and I, I've probably heard this somewhere else, but despair is a temptation. Mm. You know, it's, it's a temptation to decide that you're going to despair about reality because ultimately, you know, as a Christian, like you're saying, our hope is not in what we can see. Yeah. Our hope is in ultimately what God is able to do. And that could be, tomorrow could be completely different than today. We could be surprised. So, yeah, I'll leave with that. Nice talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate that. I'd say uh, the, we, had, we had some funny calls, and this was a really good, serious call. So I appreciate it. And uh, I'll, you call in the next time, man, if you, if you want to. Or you call back later on if you got something else to add. But thanks for jumping in. All right. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. How you guys liking the open lines? Have a good night, man. All right, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a new Zoom because I think we got, how many minutes do we have left? I don't know how many minutes we have left. I'll do a new Zoom for all you bigots in the chat. This reminds me of a few years ago when we do, did some call-in shows. Bringing back memories. Invite, copy, invitation. 
right, here we go. Throwing the invitation in the description of the video. That's got the passcode for the Zoom meeting. You guys are welcome to call in. Friend or foe, you are welcome to call in. Shit, you can even call in and debate me. Whatever you want to do, whatever you guys want to talk about. That's what we're doing tonight. We're doing Friday night open lines. Despair is a temptation. That was really well put, man. It is. It's a choice. It's a choice to despair. Right? It's a choice. It's a choice to you know self-pity and despair. And oh, poor me. Oh, poor me. What did I do to deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? Life's so hard. Life's so bad. It's, it's so easy to go into that. It's so easy to go into that. And it's, I mean, it, it, it's a demonic thing, right? Despair. Despair is fully demonic. Someone says lots of people underestimate the Luciferian power behind boredom. Boredom. We got someone. You guys, we got a bunch of callers tonight. We got another caller. Should we take a call? We got videos we can watch too. And if you guys, if you have any requests for videos or if you just want to support, the best way to support is via Super Chat through the Streamlabs. Streamlabs, best way to support. Support the stream if you like these shows. We'll keep doing them. We got, we got Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Can't hear me yet. Aaron, what's happening? Hello, hello. We're waiting for audio. You can throw a video on if you want to, Aaron. Can you hear me? I don't hear you yet. If you get your audio working, you're not muted. Okay, says, yep, boredom is a killer. It's good to do physical labor to counter the boredom. Yeah, yeah, physical labor, um, physical work, exhausting the body is important. That's why if people work desk jobs, if you work an indoor job, if you're on a desk all the time, go, go to a gym, work out, build a home gym, even better. Build a home gym, do some resistance training. Walk, all right, take a 15-minute walk after each meal if you're sedentary throughout the day. Aaron, I can't hear you yet. We got someone else I'm gonna admit in. Aaron, feel free to jump in. When you got mic access, you got another guest. What's happening? Can you hear me, Michael? Oh, what's up, man? Am I on? Yeah, you're live. There's like oh, eight, seven billion, seven billion viewers on YouTube right now. You're live, man. I'm starstruck. <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I just found out that me and my girl are about to have a baby as of a couple of weeks ago. Wait, so you, you're about, you just found out that you're, you and your girl are about to have a baby. You didn't notice like her, her getting really big and bulbous the last nine months? Oh, no, we're not quite there yet. We're, <laughs> we, we found out a couple of weeks ago, so. Dude, that's awesome. excited, a bit nervous. Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to get, if you had a couple of hot tips to make sure that they don't turn into vegans or something. Right, right. Um, during the pregnancy, sorry. <laughs> during the pregnancy. Um, I mean, well, prenatal nutrition, pretty important, right? So um, Jessica might have some tips. Do you want to come, come over here for a sec? Nothing, nothing, you don't know. nothing I don't know, but I just like your voice. I'm sick of hearing my voice. All right, f- first of all, during the pregnancy, focusing on good quality animal <laughs> foods. 
fat and protein, right? Good quality animal fat and protein. So uh, things like liver, heart, um, kidney, fatty steaks, also shellfish, fish and shellfish, iodine and zinc. A lot of people are deficient in iodine and zinc. Make sure you're getting those in dietarily, right? Better to get it in through the diet. Can you, can you, can you jump in with like supplements and stuff like that? Or is, is, is that better than nothing or? It's, you're better to like, if she could, always best, right? does she like shellfish? Like does she like lobster, or crab, stuff like that? She, she likes it, but we just had meetings with the doctors and stuff, and they um, they warn against it just because it's just on that list that they, they get, you know, in terms of, oh, like, yeah. risk pregnancy foods, you know? Yeah, you, should, you can only have, like, Pediasure and soy protein isolate powder or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, check, out, check out the Western A. Price Foundation. There's some really good information there on uh, prenatal nutrition, stuff like that. Like, uh, when you're – what's your diet look like? What do you eat? Me? Yeah, yeah. What do you like? You and your wife, your girlfriend. Um, like probably mostly mostly animal products. Like I don't, I'll smell like sandwiches and stuff. Like when I'm running around for work, but as cleanish, like probably a bit too much sugar. But like, yeah, mostly good. I think. Okay. Focus on the animal foods, man. Um, as far as yeah, as far as supplements, um, you're always better off. Sorry, I'm chewing on ice. Um. Swallow it. You're always better off with food than supplements. So as far as like iodine and zinc goes, read Weston A. Price. Here, here's best piece of advice. And this will help get you through. How dare you? Oh, sorry. How dare humanity as a species, the most destructive, the horriblest, the cruelest species that has ever walked on planet Earth. Okay, so thank you, Michelle. Though, so how how dare you? How dare you have a baby? How dare you have a child? How dare you bring in new human beings to this planet? Says Michelle. Though, um, have you read Nutrition and Physical Degeneration by Weston A. Price? I literally bought it. Um, I think mentioned on the stream last week. All right. So yeah, I, I, it's just arrived. Yes, but yes. Yeah, Pretty, pretty thick book, so it's dense as well. So, I'll, but it's a I'll it's a quick read. It. It's a quick read. Go to the section on, or go to the go to the gloss, not glossary. Go to the index and uh, find the word fertility, and yep. then and then look at the fertility foods that were used. But all of these cultures before they came in contact with the Western foods, what Western Price called the foods of commerce, the displacing foods of commerce. Uh, look at the fertility practices and the foods that they would focus on for women before conception and during pregnancy. And that's going to give you a good idea of the foods that you should focus on. And it'll also give you a good idea of why a lot of these, um, a lot of the advice that you'll be given by the you know, mainstream sources is complete trash. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the best way. So um, there, were, there were cultures where uh, specifically some of the Pacific Island cultures where their main source of nutrition is fish and shellfish. And they would focus on certain crabs. There's this like, I think it was a, like a Dungeness type crab that they would give to some of the, uh, to the women on one of these islands. I forget which section it was. It was one of the Pacific Islands. One of the Fijian islands. And the women would go and they would find these crabs and they would eat them the specific type of crab in great abundance before conception and during pregnancy in order to ensure that their children their children were strong and their central nervous systems were properly developed. So things like iodine, zinc, um, very important, right? Fat, protein, very important. And if she has weird aversions to food, 
like sometimes <laughs> sometimes some supplements can be useful like maybe you know like a like a dry liver capsule might not be so bad you know um you're going to be better off getting things from food colostrum right raw milk raw cheese right great foods to keep around regularly um you could even check out I mean, you're in australia so you got has a company grassland nutrition and they do a uh they do like a kelp mixed with like a kelp and liver so there's a lot of vitamin a in liver and then kelp of course there's a lot of iodine so that's one you could check out but as far as like supplements you you want to you want to get these things from food whenever you can get it from whole foods that's going to be better and it's better to eat a supplement that's not that's just like a you know a dried liver powder is going to be better than a uh you know some whatever beta carotene pill to try yeah. to get vitamin A, right? First of all, the liver has the fat soluble form of vitamin A. The beta carotene has to be converted to the fat soluble retinol form of vitamin A and there's a very low conversion rate and many people can't convert it very well at all. So, vitamin A is important, vitamin D, and like so like really good aged cheeses are nice. Uh, K2 Right, these fat-soluble vitamins. Weston A. Price's book is going to give you a great breakdown, though, of a lot of these things that you're going to want to focus on. And I think you're, you're, you're going to enjoy that book. It's one of the most important works of anthropology uh, concerning diet over the last uh, 100 years. All right, cool. Sounds like I'm going to be to pick it up and give it another crack then. How, how many weeks pregnant is she? Nine weeks. So we're right at the start. Congratulations, man. Jessica. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for your help. Well, I'm enjoying the streams as well. It's always a good, good laugh and stuff. Cool, man. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Today, today's, I guess, kind of more a serious stream. You can only have <laughs> super funny streams so often. But hey, thanks for calling in, man. I'm, I'm stoked for you, and, and God bless, man. Have a good night or good no day. No worries. God bless, man. Thank you. It's morning over there. Take care of Australia, man. Go, go fix it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a go. Cheers, right. man. Have a good night. Take it easy. Aaron, you there? You figure out your mic? Yeah, I'm half your size. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm far bigger and far stronger than you. Right, we, got, we got somebody else that's in. We got another caller, but I can't hear him. Can't hear you. Can you hear me, caller? Hmm. All right. I'm going to remove that one because I can't hear him. He's not talking. We got another person waiting. We got someone else calling in, but first of all, let's thank Hencher before for reminding us how much bigger and stronger he is than everybody. And let's also thank Delbridge. Delbridge, what's up, man? Delbridge, glad you can make it. He donates 10 bucks through Super Chat, says, hey, Tristan, God bless you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, Del. Um, it, it's always nice seeing your name pop up. Carnivore Alliance is back. Carnivore Alliance, what's up, dude? It says it sends uh, $6.47. I guess that's... Converting from pounds. He says, I told Lifting Vegan Logic to join the Zoom. He claims it's not neutral, which is just him admitting he is beta. <laughs> new editing up on my channel. All right. Um, new edit up on his channel. Let's, let's check out Carnivore Alliance's edit. We got, we got a, a viewer who called in, and now we're going to check out his edit. It's eight minutes, so we'll, we'll watch at least half of it. How about that? I'll commit to at least half. And we'll send, if, if people like it, we can send them over there. Can, look at these targeted ads. Is that a sign, Jessica? What was that for? Am I pregnant? No. Oh. <laughs> do, you want, do you think you're pregnant? No. No? 
Jessica wants to be pregnant, but she's not pregnant yet. <sighs> poor child. Poor, poor child. Where are we at? There we go. All right, I got a caller who we're, gonna about, we're about to hit. And if anybody else wants to call in, there's a Zoom link in the description. Anybody's well, welcome to call. Uh, Carnivore Alliance was just telling Lifting Vegan Logic, who's been bitching and whining for like two days straight. This dude obsessively DMing me and emailing me and tagging me on every platform. He did like an eight-hour cope stream after our stream. Dude, calm down. You, you can come on. You can, you can call in Lifting Vegan Logic. If you want to debate, you can call in, dude. We're here. Still waiting on that debate, man. Um, I'm getting targeted ads for lockers. But the wrong type of locker. That's not a sign. Yeah, it's a sign. I need a 14-bolt rear end and a Detroit locker. I'm going to have to update. I I broke the rear end on the, the Blazer the other day. I know you guys really care about my car problems. I busted my rear end. And... It turned out to be better. But now it's better. No, it's, I, I fixed it. It's better. But I want a 14-bolt. I got to upgrade. I got the 10-bolt rear end, the GM corporate 10-bolt. I need to upgrade to that 14-bolt. And I need a Detroit locker. Why? For no reason. Not for no reason. For no reason, says Jessica. She doesn't even know how to drive my truck. <laughs> All right. Wait. What am I doing? This is it. All right. Carnivore Alliance's new video. I got distracted by the targeted ads. <laughs> Peace. Infinite waters diving. I know this guy. I, see, oh no, I don't know him, but I've seen him. We are out here. He's fun. Are you ready to go to the fifth dimension? Yes. Fifth dimension talk. Dude. All right. Carnivore Alliance. <laughs> You're, you do have pretty good timing because I've got... Let me show you. Where's that other fifth dimension? I've got fifth dimension videos pulled up. What you need to know. Look at that. It's even on the same. Look. What do you know? <laughs> what do you need to do to fully enter the fifth dimension? So, Carnivore Alliance, I have to say. Good job. Very timely. Very timely. I say, are you ready to go to the fifth dimension? How to recognize you're in the fifth dimension? Let's just. Oh, yeah. Hi. The button that resets the comfort that tells you where you want to sail. He's a green junkie. I like him. I used to like him. Good luck. Today, we're doing something a little different. To raise your frequency. Breathing in that good ass chronic baby. And I was like, wow, good for him. Something else I do every day which helps with confidence, you know, so anti-anxiety, CBD oil, I find it really, really good. I'd like to fuel up for the day, but we've been so early, I'm not hungry just yet. So I'm going to have a fair bit of soy milk. Tarnists, the time is running out. 
There's a new crew of superheroes in town. Seven compassionate guys from all over the globe have come together to join forces. <laughs> together, we are low vibration Carnists, your time is up. I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. <laughs> Like, I don't believe in God. I believe I am God. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like next level, yeah. I believe <laughs> that we're all God. And uh, everything is God. Uh, spirit. And like, spirit is like everywhere. Everywhere. And we're just like manifestations of spirit. We're just like spirit manifested. <laughs> spirit. <laughs> I'm talking to spirit. Oh, look at my dreads, dude. <laughs> the, the, the micro expression and the, like the little mannerisms, the small physical micro expressions, like right? especially right here, this. Oh, like, oh, I'm just feeling myself. Yeah. Can't believe non vegans are allowed to breathe the same air that I breathe. If you are not vegan, you are a piece of shit. And that is my opinion. <laughs> Like, oh man, I gotta go take a nap and digest and just relax, bro. Let's chill. He's <laughs> like, oh, what, dude, no, bro, let's go. Let's go. You have fun. Like, that's me. I'm fun. Meat eaters are like, oh, I'm lame. But I'm like, oh, I'm fun. I'm spiritual. Meat eaters are like, oh, I'm kind of lame. I'm like, I'm not even gay. I'm like, not even spiritual. I'm like, homophobic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. Several people have told me that <laughs> PewDiePie, I don't think PewDiePie, I don't know if he got it here. It probably, it, it spread though. It somehow spread. Check it out. PewDiePie quoting me. How do I write you? Let me write you. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's go write it Wait. Beauty Pie quoting me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Ah, so cool. Special. Some people say Yeah. You know those people are correct. Dude, no way. John Sekar is John Sakar's already did my bit. <laughs> he already did it. What? He already did it. I love it. How do you find this stuff, man? How do you find this shit? Okay, you can tell me. You're gay, right? You're gay. I don't know why it seems so gay. Say. Some people look fire and sick because of the diet. Why? Thank you very much. Yes, I do look fire and I do look sick. Look at me, gay. But that's the title of the video. I will answer the question later. Am I gay? Because many people are sooner. Yes. We'll find out, bro. I I only can say that that I think, bro, you're kind of cute. Cool homies. Where there was literally no beef for ever since I meet them, and we always have a good.
time. He made a relationship, didn't you? Let's just say, refused to hang out Yeah! Vibration, you know, whether you're into This is the best section. This is the best section right here. The, I'd say, like, there. Maybe, I don't know. There, there are a few sections where it slows down, but I like this. This is. You, <laughs> I'm still paying attention. Let's go. Here's where it comes. Where, the, where it drops. Vibration, you know, whether you're into fairy boys or or muscle men. That's up to you. So you're going on a journey to a black hole. You'll need a lot of provisions. For those of you that have been vegan, vegetarian for a long time, I encourage you to go a little bit deeper. Today I had a craving. People say they love animals, and I believe that they do love animals. <laughs> <laughs> There's no actually like playing that. Does Frankie have the balls to step up to the plate? Bent over in your bed, ready to go. You wouldn't get instantly aroused and want to have sex with her? <laughs> if that's the case, dude, then you're gay. I don't know what else to tell you. Literally everyone who's come over from your channel and sucked to my wife's OnlyFans, no one has had a problem with the way she looks. And you're the only one saying, oh, yeah, she's so ugly. Uh, dude, you're, you're clearly just a closeted homosexual. And I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of of being gay. Ah! <laughs> Vibrator, this guy. I'm a fan of this. I like it. Unbelievable. What do you guys think? I think I look cuter in the white tank top. This is the strangest encounter of my life. I'm like prettier than most of these guys' girlfriends. Like, I would. What? Dude, I've had gay guys come up to me and call me like. One is like jailhouse candy. I'll, I'll make sure to have something to sell for you guys next time. I'll, I'll sell something. Is there something they could private message you for like little 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 dance little dance yeah, action? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember talking. The suspect is five foot eight with perfect skin, golden glow, which is his glowing skin, and it smells like raw liver. This kind of rosy glow because there's more circulation. When I was working at that steakhouse, I had the worst sunburn, and I would rub cod liver on my skin, and like people thought I smelled like fish. But I couldn't smell it because I had it on me the whole time. It was just funny. That's so funny. Legumes. Legumes. Indeed. Vibration. Thank you so much for that. That's like a Gimbo torture video. 100%. I appreciate you appreciating me, appreciating his appreciation. And I bet if I were to ask him, that he would also appreciate your appreciation 
of me appreciating your appreciation. So let me know if you appreciate that. And if you guys appreciate that, hit the thumbs up. <laughs> We've got to band together. Right. We've got to become a united front. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we got we got someone here. We got a caller. Uh, Carnivore Alliance. That was quite the experience. Uh, hey, James. How's it going, man? We got we got James calling in. We got a viewer caller. What's up, James? Hey, Ed, uh, I had a simple question about um, how do you best take care of your skin? Say if you have, like, eczema once in a while or if you're lacking something. Or... Yeah. So uh, eczema once in a while, when you say eczema once in a while, what do you mean? Like every In the past, months? I've had it, like, horribly, like, as a probably teenager, and they would happen, like, once a year. It's really weird. Like, it'd be, like, a month, and then it's gone, and it'd be, like, a few months later, it'd be back. Hmm. Was it, and it would happen, you said once a year, but it was, like, the same time of year? It's like maybe around the summers or something. Or what's your diet look like? Because that's the first thing you look at, right? When you're dealing with things like eczema, um, you're going to want to look at the content of your diet. There could be things that you're consuming that are just not compatible with your body, right? You could have some food allergies. You could have some. Uh, you could have some gut issues that make it difficult to digest certain foods. So how dare you! Uh oh, yeah. Uh, humanity. Shut up, Michelle. As a species, the most destructive. Shut up, woman. All right. Um, she's gone. So, yeah, more recently, I ditched like uh, any kind of bread, and that seems to be okay. And I think way back, I think caffeine was doing really bad problems with, with skin, but. I only get it a little bit sometimes, but yeah. I'm wondering if there's something you eat more of to get it, to get your skin better, or if yeah. so, there's certain soaps. and. Very often, it's about what you avoid rather than what you eat, right? but there are also things that you can eat to make sure you're getting all the nutrients you need, right? So you want to make sure that you've got sufficient fat in the diet, right? They're essential fatty acids that we need. They're fat-soluble vitamins that are in those fat sources that come from animal foods that we need. So one of the most, I mean, you're obviously, you're, it doesn't sound like you're dealing with a debilitating eczema issue. There are people who've had some of the most painful, um, embarrassing, and just torturous experiences with eczema. And who've gone fully carnivore, removed all plant foods from the diet for a period of time, and then added back in slowly to see what they're sensitive to. Very often, oxalates can be an issue, right? There can also be underlying like H. pylori infections, stuff like that, that can play into these type of things. But what I would say is do a little bit more research into the whole carnivore aspect of things, right? Now, we've got a private forum. Uh, you can become a member. We do weekly coaching calls in there. There are a lot of people who've dealt with serious skin issues, serious autoimmune conditions, um, using dietary approaches and focusing on the good quality animal foods. Those are the only essential foods in the diet, right? You can live exclusively on animal foods. You cannot live exclusively on plant foods without heavy supplementation. So what I would say is focusing on good quality, pasture-raised, grass-fed ruminant meat and ruminant fat, fish, seafood, shellfish, raw dairy 
but actually try raw dairy later, right? Keep dairy out of it. I would actually cut dairy out completely for a few months, right? Like I would cut dairy out totally for a few months. I would cut out all grains for a bit, but I would actually maybe even look into a more of a carnivorous approach or just a low oxalate diet to start. And so we've got a low oxalate food list on our website. There's a link to primaledgehealth.com in the description of the video. Uh, go to the website, search low oxalate food list. It's free, right? We've got a free yeah, low and high oxalate food list. Yeah, we have a low list. oxalate guide. So primaledgehealth.com slash low oxalate. There you go. Go to the website, search low oxalate guide. We've got a whole guide on there. Sorry, I didn't realize you'd already... Did you work on that page recently? So, uh, what what kind of fats do you think are the highest quality? Fats from ruminant animals are going to give you the best bang for your buck as far as energy goes, right? So you're looking at monounsaturated and saturated fats. Avoid vegetable oils. Cut out all vegetable oils from the diet. Avoid that shit like the plague. You've probably already done that because you you, know, you cut out grains. I assume you're not eating canola oil, soy oil, corn oil, or so-called vegetable oil. Um, Usually olive oil is okay for a lot of people. Most people can handle that really well. Um, but I would say going towards animal fats and foods that come, uh, fats that come from ruminant animals are going to be the most easily digested and most nutritionally complete source of fat that you can find. But avoid the polyunsaturated fatty acid vegetable oils. I would avoid grains. And look at the low oxalate guide. Do they di differ much if you had like a pig fat versus... Um, yeah. Versus yeah. So chicken. pigs are monogastric. They don't have the four chambered rumen that the, uh, that ruminant animals have. Ruminants are eating grass and they're converting that grass through bacterial fermentation process in their gut. It's incredible bacterial fermentation process that can't even, can't be mimicked, right? You can't mimic this in a lab and they're digesting that. And then they're turning that into bioavailable fat, carbohydrate, and protein in both their milk and in the meat. So the ruminant fat is always going to be better than pig fat. Most pigs, especially in the U.S., are going to be eating a diet of mostly corn and soy. Now, corn and soy don't have to be inherently terribly bad. These things could have their place, but the fact that we've monocropped them globally and displaced a lot of these other foods and other crops that we could be producing and rotating, there's a lot of issues with the monocropping of corn and soy. Um, so I would... Most pigs, even like the good quality ones, unless you really know where it comes from, the fat content of it is not going to be as good as you're going to get from ruminants, right? So fish, shellfish, seafood, ruminant meat, um, butter should be fine. Most people can handle, handle butter well, but I would avoid dairy for a bit, especially pasteurized dairy. And then later on, you could try raw dairy. Um, yeah, you know, look at, look at the, uh, the low oxalate food list on the website and start from there. And then also, if you, want to, if you want to get deeper into your context and like, you know, really dive into it and, and come up with a plan, uh, you can hit me up for private coaching. There's a link down in the description below. Or the more affordable way, if you're like a, you know, a student or if you, uh, you're like us and you ain't uh, you got tons of disposable in, income and you've got to work for your living, folks like us, uh, the best way to do it is to be, uh, become a member at primaledgehealth.com slash membership. There's a link in the description below. We do weekly coaching calls in there and we can dive deeper into your context. But... Um, yeah, man. Okay. I, uh, I think that, that should get you started, though. I think um, explore some of those ideas. Re-listen to this if you forget, if you didn't write some of those things down. And um, yeah, man. Thanks for, thanks for calling in, yeah. James. Thanks a lot. Where are you calling in from? I'm in uh, Poland. I moved to Europe right in February. Wow. Literally just before they tried locking everyone down. 
Do they have lockdowns in Poland? No, wait. We just didn't really care that much. That, uh, <laughs> That's just weird. Veganica is from Poland. She she made that video, and we watched part of it last stream. She actually had emailed me. She wants to come on to, for like a chat debate. Um, so she's another vegan YouTuber. She's also in Poland, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's funny because you say you're in Poland, you got a total American accent. <laughs> yeah, I was living in Arizona before I moved. Nice man. Well, I got we got two. Let me see. Oh, we had two other call-ins, but they left. But um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to restart. I'll do another Zoom meeting, and we can take we can take some more calls. And um, yeah, James, right. it, was, it was nice chatting. Nice man. talking with you, James yeah, in Poland. Thanks. thanks a lot, American werewolf in Poland. Thanks, James. Have a good one, man. It must be like five a.m. You man. too. What time? Yeah, is it? it is late. It's like four forty. That's I'm a... just staying up late because I can't get used to this time zone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, proper sleep and sunlight also important for skin health. Like sunlight, yeah. sunlight very important. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, James. Later, man. Later. All right, I'm gonna end that meeting. Start a new meeting. What's up with Zoom? Zoom. We didn't even have a pro subscription to Zoom, but for the last few months, we could do as many people as we wanted on calls for as long as we wanted. But now Zoom has removed that ability. All right, so how you guys doing in the chat? How you bigots in the chat doing? We had Michelle Lowe jump in and remind us we got a super chat. We had uh, Hedge Herbivore remind us we had a super chat earlier too. Best way to support is via Streamlabs. If you guys like this content, support the dang content. Streamlabs is the best way. Super chats are welcome as well. If you have questions, you got any funny videos you want to hit on, Send them super chats, or if you just like to support, those super chats are much appreciated. Best way to do it is via the Streamlabs. Let me, I'm going to edit this, and I'm going to put the new link for Zoom. If you guys want to call in, if you got callers, call in. The passcode and the meeting ID is in the chat, and I'm changing it. It's in the description, not in the chat. There it is. So you can call in. Here, I'll throw it in the chat too. Why not? Oops, no, that doesn't even work. Remove. All right, come over here, read some super chats. What else, guys? What else? Are we watching Infinite Cut? No, we're going to watch Infinite Cut. But first. We got Carnivore Alliance sent a super. Oh, we already read that one. Thank you, Carnivore Alliance, and thank you for the hilarious video. And it was nice putting a putting a face and voice to the name earlier. Um, our conversation when you when you came on and talked, it definitely reflected like from from the way you edit videos, the way me and you had the, the conversation you and I had, it totally fit. <laughs> um, yeah, big ups, Carnivore Alliance. He's in the UK. Thoughts of a Pilgrim donated five bucks. Says, hey, Tristan, this is Aaron. Sorry the mic on my PC was not working. Setting, settings were messed up. I uh, hope to join in next time. God willing. God bless you and your family. Hey, Thoughts of a Pilgrim. Another one of these names that I see pop up all the time here. Thank you for the support. I appreciate that. Thanks for the encouragement. And thanks for trying to come on. <laughs> all right. 
So jump, you guys hop into that Zoom call if you guys want to. Uh, if you want to chat, you guys are more than welcome to. We're doing user call-ins. I'm sorry, not user call-ins. Uh, I always say user. Users like you use a program. We got the uh, we got audience call-ins today, Friday night live here on YouTube. We got Jessica not weaving, but cross stitching. Snitches get cross stitches. <clears throat> Let's let's learn a little bit more about going 5D. Yeah, Carnivore Alliance talking about that 5D. Um, I love the title of your video too. How you put 400 and what'd you say? 420 gigahertz binaural beats. <laughs> Stench Herba Fraud featuring Fwanky Vegan Stoner Chill Mix Ascension High Vibration 420 gigahertz binaural beats. <laughs> it's like everything. You only had four views on that. How is that? Now you got six views because I just refreshed it. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna be ranking in the dough from those those YouTube views, man. <laughs> All right, the infinite cut. Let's learn about the fifth dimension, the spiritual aspects. How to be spiritual. I'm not like religious, but I'm spiritual. You have to let go of all expectations. And yoga, this is about non-attachment. Don't you notice that's real unconditional love? Isn't it funny how these spiritual gurus, these dreadlocked douchers, they they basically like pick up artists for stanky chicks with dreads. And a lot of the, the like language that they use, a lot of the techniques they use are just like these pickup artists, um, scam artists, con artists. <laughs> Uh, tropes. Like it's, it's like it's like they're always trying to sell themselves and trick someone into uh, into uh, letting them violate them. <laughs> These spiritual gurus uh, remind me of. Oh, got that creeper vibe. Conditional love says that you have to act like X in order to receive my love. You have to be this specific person or have this specific event or characteristic in order to receive my love. Yeah, but, uh, but all you ladies out there can all receive my love if you just come and get into my, uh, get into my van. Enter the van. Grab the bong and receive my love. Well, that's the old dimension. That's the, the third dimension, right? That's the paradigm. That's the matrix that has been keeping everybody trapped in fear. Trapped. You'll notice whether you're manifesting your, your soulmate, whether you're trying to create a completely new, not, new life, everything comes down to your mind. It comes down to these Whoa. limitations that were preset. Now, I call that programming. It's usually the age one through seven, right? Where you're growing up and mommy was telling you things. And right when you had that creative energy, you know, you had this big inspiration. Mommy was there to say, no, that wasn't real, right? Daddy was there to really pummel you down and treat you like garbage because that power struggle was always going to be recreated and recreated. And that capped your level of what you can experience in this life. Everyone has programming, everybody. Everyone has some sort of trauma. Right? What are you doing See, about these, these new age gurus? They're always they love to like twiddle with people's trauma experiences, right? So they learn a few things about basic human psychology, and they instantly weaponize those and want to be the guru. We've all got trauma. Imagine, imagine like opening up and really discussing your your traumas. You like hit this guy up for coaching. You get on a Skype call with him, and you start opening up about your traumas. 
Um, and he's just sitting there, like, picking lice out of his dreadlocked beard. That's what this comes down to. Now, I call this meditation. That's what you need to do. All of that blocked energy, all of this trauma, all of these events are stuck in your body somewhere. And this is... Bl- where? Tell us where. I can guess where you think this is stuck. <laughs> Blocking the chakra system. This is blocking the kundalini energy Mm. from coming online. You want your third eye open. You want to have astral projection. You want to have this cosmic intelligence. You got to get through that shadow work. You got to undo the past. You You have to. If you want your kundalini to rise, if you want your third world to open, your third eye to be open, if you want your 11th finger to stand up straight, you have to get beyond. You have to go beyond. You have to get to the fifth dimension. You have to get to the fifth dimension. Go. That's the only way. Now, nobody can do this work for you. All you have to do is create the space. It's not like some technique. It's not about manifesting and journaling and all of this common thing. Now, you have this blocked energy for a reason. This is actually a gift. This is an opportunity presented by the universe so you can wake up. If you have that perspective that it's a negative or that this event happened to you, then you're going to continue to recreate that event in your life in a new person, in a new state, or in a new way. And- what, what if the trauma is we hung out with too many fucking dorks like you? What if the trauma <laughs> is that... People's lives got wrecked from listening to your stupid ass new age advice. Uh, we got we got a guest though. We got DB. Do we have a guest? Are you here? Can you hear me? His, 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 he's connecting audio. Audio is not working. We'll admit the next guest. We got two people. We got two guests. Two callers. Shoot, we might. Hopefully, we can get to everybody tonight. Let's see if we can get you guys. DB, you hear me? Galaxy? Can you hear me? We have some guests. Like if you're trying to get on the Zoom call, it's like it's just your trauma that's blocking you from unmuting yourself. (laughs) DB, it's just your own mind that's messing with you, okay? I can actually hear you. It's just our perception. There you go. It's just your own mind. Hey, Tristan. DB. Hello. How's it going, man? Turn off, turn off the browser. Mute the browser. So. Can you, Do you hear me now? Yeah. All right, that's better. Que paso? How's it going? What's up, SA? Oh, just a uh, long-time watcher. Just thought I first time do a call and... Just ask you, ask you a question and share some of my experience with uh, magic mushrooms. All right. There you go. Fifth dimension? Sixth dimension? When you consume the mushroom, when you eat the mushrooms, you will open your third eye. And then a creeper-like infinite cup will come over and he will stick things into your third eye. Because the mushrooms told him that he is God. Are you God? I am God, and he is God. An infinite cup is God, and the mushroom told me that we are all God, and we need to kill ourselves to save the planet from God, who was us. Do you understand? This is Terrence oh, I... McKenna. Terrence McKenna calling you from the ether. 
Listen, I, I took, I guess, what you could qualify as sort of a, a, a heroic dose. Five grams uh, in silent darkness. By, by myself on a trail hike, which is pretty <laughs> stupid in hindsight. How old were you? Oh, this was this was a year ago. Yeah. So I'm I'm 30 now. So I was 29. Um, but I, I took it as sort of, again, I was sort of in a depressed state at the time, and I I thought, oh well, let's let's see if I can get some sort of insight into myself, into my subconscious, and try to learn more about myself. But I can tell you from personal experience, it's uh, you you can definitely trip out pretty hard and start losing your mind. Um, yeah. and I didn't get the feeling that I was God by any means like other people experience. Yeah. What did you feel like? What was the, what was the sense? Cause it's, it's, there can be very difficult experiences to explain and describe, but that when people, these, these new age gurus and stuff, and a lot of these, uh, this, the shamans like infinite cup here, he reckons himself a shaman. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's led some circles and some ayahuasca journeys. Um, but there's, there's this aspect of, they, they've been used, these tools have been used in ritual, a magical ritual for a long time. And Crowley actually was using mescaline to fuck with people for a long time. And he introduced mescaline to a lot of the upper crust British elite and royal society types. And it's rumored that Crowley introduced Huxley to mescaline directly. I don't know if it's true. It's never been confirmed. But a lot of people have rumored that. Um, but people have used these to break people for a long time, right? So it's the, the experience that people have on these mushrooms. Sometimes they come back and they swear they, they had these great healing experiences. But often it just ends up a confusing hodgepodge of like kind of uh, slow drip psychosis. And then the peak of it is like this disintegrating um, experience of total depersonalization. And then afterwards, sometimes people are just, they feel like broken and they have no idea what to do with them. So they feel more confused than when they came in and it could be dangerous. It could be really dangerous. I, uh, I can definitely relate to what you just said because that was definitely my experience. I mean, I, I, I took it. I mean, the, it took about 40 minutes to kick in. Yeah. The, the whole experience lasted about five and a half hours. Uh-huh. And uh, you start, you know, you start feeling the sensation of uh, like everything feels more saturated, colorized, and then you start getting the hallucinogenics kicking in. Yeah. Um, trees look like beings you can talk to and I, I shoot you not I was talking to trees I look up thinking to myself like, yeah. is this normal or am I fucking losing my mind <laughs> yeah um, right well I mean it, and, opened, uh, it opens it opens up gateways I mean these are not just the reason people have the same experiences and people even have these like uh, anybody who's taken mushrooms with other people do you get these weird um, like psychic projections that happen where it's like you'll be you'll be communicating non-verbally and having conversations, just yeah. people, you, you feel like it's like tele, uh, telepathic communication. And exactly. I mean, I had experiences where it was like, you know, I would hear my friend's thoughts and then I would say what he was just thinking. And he's like, no, no way. And then he would say what I was thinking. And like we had uh, it, weird stuff like that happens. And it's not just delusion. Like I've, people have experimented this. And even me myself as, uh, as a younger, dumber man, I experimented with these things a lot. I had a lot of weird experiences as far as, you know, um, psychic connection with other people and um, kind of a nonverbal communication. Um, 
that were not just delusion. These weren't, these were not just delusions and people have the same experience that they talk to the same entities for a reason. And you know, the Aztecs, you know how the Aztecs use these? Let me, let me pull, I got a quote for you. You'll love this. Um, so this is a book by uh, Diego Duran. Diego Duran. It's called The History of the Indies of New Spain by Fry Diego Duran. It's edited and translated um, from... He's a conquistador. And this is... This is the book. Kind of a cool cover. Um, let me find the page here where they talk about the, the mushrooms. The mushrooms. After all the emissaries had delivered their gifts, Tizoc's enthronement was completed. On the next day before dawn, Tlacleel rose and went to the king's chamber to awaken him and adorn him, and both went out to dance with the noblemen. Then they, had the, they said that their days were numbered and that they wished to pass them in contentment and gaiety, since in the other world they would not sing or dance nor enjoy the odor of flowers and tobacco. After the dance, the nobility came to offer them garlands of flowers, delicately arranged and handsomely decorated pipes of tobacco. To make the feast more solemn, all ate wild mushrooms, which make a man lose his senses. After four days of feasting, the guests were given rich gifts by the king. The latter was crowned, the victims from Metztitlan were sacrificed, and the visitors departed to their towns. So they... they <laughs> they would use these in ritual sacrifice. This, this is how they would use them. They would prime victims of ritual sacrifice to accept their fate. And then they would also just have giant blood orgies where they were sacrificing, lopping people's heads off, eating their hearts, and consuming their flesh while high as shit on the mushrooms. It's insane. L listen to this one. Um, uh, Tlacleo and the king supervised this part of the feast, which lasted four days. Food was brought, stews and chocolate drink. I have noticed one thing in all this history. No mention is made of their drinking wine of any type or of drunkenness. Only wild mushrooms are spoken of, and they were eaten raw. The chronicle says that people became excited, filled with pleasure, and lost their senses and uh, to some extent. It never mentions wine except as part of sacrificial or funeral ceremonies. Only the great abundance of chocolate drink is spoken of as part of these festivities. So they would use them for sacrifice. They would use them on their feasts, and they would use them in ritual ways... And then, but there's, there's, I'm trying to find this one. There it is. Um, when the festivities ended, Montezuma, Moctezuma, Moctezuma seated himself in the supreme palace, the divine seat, the place of the gods, and the war captives were brought out. All of them were sacrificed to honor his coronation. It was a pathetic thing to see these wretches as victims of Moctezuma. It had, it had become as common among the Aztecs to sacrifice men on feast days as it is for us to kill lambs or cattle in the slaughterhouses. I'm not exaggerating. There were days in which 2,000, 3,000, and 8,000 men were sacrificed. Their flesh was eaten, and a banquet was prepared with it, after the hearts had been offered to the devil. When the sacrifice was finished and the steps of the courtyard were bathed with human blood, everyone went to eat raw mushrooms. With this food, they went out of their minds and they were in a worse state than if they had drunk a great quantity of wine. They became so inebriated and witless that many of them took their lives in their hands. With the strength of these mushrooms, they saw visions and had revelations about the future since the devil spoke to them in their madness. So there's a few other quotes like that. But it, yeah, the... These were used as as human sacrifice blood yeah. ritual tools. So the, the entities, these entities, the mushroom entities, the the psychedelic entities, the mama ayahuasca, they want blood. They want human blood. 
Why is that always happening? Why are they constantly calling for more and more human blood, these entities? Oh, and I can, I can definitely see people who are especially um, sort of mentally, mentally weak and, and easily subjectable. Um, you know, on shrooms, they can be pretty much persuaded to do anything. I mean, yeah. near the end of my trip, I felt like I was literally going insane. People were passing by me on the trail and I was just trying to act normal. I didn't even know what normal was anymore. I mean, I had no sense of who I was. No uh, time was irrelevant. And then by the end of it coming off, I was like, whoa, what kind of... I felt like I had a transcendental moment. But, you know, a couple of days after, I realized this was just another form of escapism I was trying to get into to, to avoid my problems rather than actually dealing with them. So mm. in, in the end, it really wasn't uh, that much of a pleasant experience. Well, I'm glad you made it out of it. I mean, at least you can uh, you can live to tell the tale, and you didn't end up like infinite cup over here, looking to stick your eleventh finger in chicks' third eyes when they're high as kites. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean I, he's taken a lot more doses than I have. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, mushrooms are no—they're no joke, man. I remember when I was sixteen, no, seventeen when I first tried mushrooms. Um, and it was, I mean, when you first try mushrooms, it's always frightening, right? Because you hear stories. I mean, you're talking to friends, like reading. I mean, this is when I was in uh, 10th grade or something, or 11th yeah. grade. So I'm, you know, reading Arrowhead. Right? I remember Arrowhead. Uh, reading, reading trip reports on Arrowhead, trying to figure out, like, what is this? Do I want to try this? I knew I wanted to because yeah. I was seeking something, right? Like I wanted, I wanted something that was real, right? And I was always so yeah. acutely aware of all the falseness around me. Right, all the falseness that was in me, all the falseness that I had accepted, that I had embraced, that I had like helped to spread in the world. I was I was acutely aware of that to a certain extent, but like, you know, I wanted more. I wanted God, really. I wanted I wanted true connection to God. I wanted I wanted an, like I I always felt that there was something more out there, right? But then, yeah. you know, you, the traditional religious route doesn't seem appealing to you because I mean, I was I was always exposed to um, also exposed to like really hypocritical evangelicals and megachurch type people and none of that made sense their theology seemed so screwed up but i remember i, took, yeah. I remember the, the first time i took mushrooms i was with i was with my buddy cody and he, i worked with this guy we worked at this hotel he was, he was really cool and his, his girlfriend was with them but they were like they were like this young couple you know just like super lustful for each other and like always trying to sneak off with each other and stuff and they'd only been together for a few months and like this girl worked at this hotel that I worked at and he was like enamored mm. with her and he finally, she became his girlfriend. So I'm hanging out with them and then, and so we eat some mushrooms at my friend's house and I remember uh, like they started to kick in. So we go for a car ride and his girlfriend's driving, Cody's girlfriend's driving and then there's this other, there's this other chick that was with us and she was like a friend of theirs and I'd never met her before and I didn't really like her like there's, she was kind of off-putting to me, you know, like the way that she spoke, her whatever was driving her. It just, she just felt really weird. Right? There's just something strange, and she kept like coming on to me, and and I was on mushrooms, so it was like, I was, I was, there was a, I remember there was a Woody doll. Remember Woody from Toy Story? There was a little Woody right. like bobblehead doll on the front dashboard and i had to put it away because woody was so creepy <laughs> i kept laughing at him and then i put it away and then i remember this girl like there was this weird vibe from her and she really wanted attention and you know i mean i'm like 17 and she's like 17 and um and we're in the car 
And then my friend and his girlfriend start bantering with us and trying to get me and this girl to like hook up. And eventually they convince us to make out. And it was so gross, dude. It was, oh, I can't, I can't. It was like she stuck her tongue in my mouth. And it was, (laughs) and the feeling of like the wet tongue. It was was like a demon came into my mouth. It was just like, oh, I don't don't remember exactly how it went down. But uh, it it was so off-putting. And um, yeah, that's. She would have ripped her heart out. Oh man, it was just gross. It was it was such a strange feeling, like having this chick's tongue in my mouth. Um, yeah, I didn't want to, but I like I felt pressured to, and right. yeah, it was a strange night. I remember driving home that night, like at the end of it, all the trees, how they looked and felt, and it's it's very it's a very strange place that these things bring you to. But it's it, it's like a demonic realm. It's like it opens you up to feeling these subtle influences from the spiritual realm that are these are things that are really there these are these are real realms yeah. and that's why people have such similar experiences someone says was she fat <laughs> she was she wasn't she was like she was like kind of good looking but she was just like i just thought she was weird you get so sensitive or you get hypersensitive yeah. in those states like you, you feel all this stuff and um so yeah it was it, that was a strange experience i remember that was the first time i took mushrooms um so some chick's tongue in my mouth it freaked me out like ugh, i feel so gross I feel so wrong. So yeah, anyways, I don't know why that memory memory is so prominent. I had other crazy, like you know, crazy psychedelic experiences, but that was the first first time I took mushrooms. And you know, I mean, it was I got I was lucky. I was lucky. I didn't get yeah, I didn't get uh, too far down that rabbit hole at that time. Later on, I started exploring with other things, you know, DMT and. Uh, LSD mm-hmm. and everything like that, but I, I don't recommend any of them. I think they uh, you should definitely avoid them if you don't want to end up like Infinite Cup here. Like, dude, I could I could have ended up looking like this dude right here. Like, well, I I see this guy's this eyes now. and this this guy. Like, I knew I know people that are still like that. Jeez, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the their their mind is permanently in an altered dimension. Burning Man life. I, uh, and the reason I bring up shrooms too is, is it sort of segues into my question to you and, and touches on religion. The thing that sort of always bothered me with religion is, um, this idea of, uh, especially hardcore Christians who say that, you know, the only way to internal life and meeting God is, is through Jesus. And I, I never really understood what that meant. I mean, yeah. does that mean following the, like accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior? That's like that's like the the evangelical that's the evangelical rhetoric, right? It's like all you got to do yeah. is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're saved. So it's like, oh, okay, I I do. And then what? It's like nothing happens, right? They they have these exactly. they, they do these evangelical mega mega church experiences where you get you know you get like long haired sexy pastor with his earring and he's singing songs to yeah. Jesus. He's singing love. He's singing sexy love songs to Jesus. He's flirting with the girls in the audience. It's like you get these. These goofy churches that really misrepresent uh, the true depth and breadth of spirituality and where that comes from. But the Bible comes from a specific yeah. tradition. The Bible is meant to be read in the context of the divine liturgy. So I would say don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, man. Um, you know, a really good book that I would recommend to you, it's from Father Seraphim Rose. And I, th- I think you'll really like this book. It's Father Seraphim Rose, he was a student of Alan Watts. You know Alan Watts? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, right? The the Buddhist guy. He was he was a student of Alan yeah. Watts. 
he ended up becoming um, an Orthodox Christian. He's kind of a modern day. He's expected to be to be uh, an ordained saint. He uh, he's responsible for many people's conversion and a very serious scholar and uh, an author. He wrote a book. There's a a book from him, and it's a transcript of a speech that he gave at the University of California, Santa Cruz, to a bunch of Osho type, right? Like 1978 was his speech, the peak of um, confusion and degeneracy and cultural upheaval and this cultural revolution yeah. that we've been seeing going on, the sex, drugs, rock and roll, uh, psychological breakdown of the population, the destruction of our psyche, the destruction of the family. He was right in the middle of that in the, in the 60s and 70s. And he was in that new age stuff and he saw out of it. But he has this book called God's Revelation to the Human Heart. And it's short. And I think that's a good introduction to Eastern Orthodoxy and to Orthodox theology. Mm-hmm. And um, especially when coming out of like new age stuff, right? Like we... You want you you're taking mushrooms and stuff because you wanted experience. You wanted reality. You want real visceral experience. You realize that that wasn't bringing you where you wanted to go, right? But um, I think that's why a lot of people they reject the goofy evangelical stuff because it's 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 goofy. It's fake. They have terrible theology. And the Protestant world is full yeah. of people just basically using the Bible as their magical grimoire and making up whatever interpretation they want of it. Right? It's like that, I, that always bothered me. It's like, how do I, how yeah. do, how do I know that my interpretation of this passage in Scripture is true? These are questions that it's like, well, oh, well, this pastor says that it means this, and then this pastor says this means this, but then, he, then sometimes he says that it means something else. It's like, that's that's not okay. That we have to have a framework for interpretation of phenomena of Scripture, and um, there is a tradition, a tradition that goes back to Christ and the apostles and. And that is in Orthodoxy, in Eastern Orthodoxy. So I would say, yeah. please read uh, Father Seraphim Rose's God's Revelation to the Human Heart. That's a good intro. Um, and it really hits close to home for me because I went to the University of California, Santa Cruz. Like I went to UCSC. And that's where the speech, mm. this uh, Q&A session that the book is transcribed, took place at. And yeah, I think, I think that's a good place to start. It's a really good question. It's a good, you know, honest question. So, would you say that's sort of a, a good primer for doing a better understanding and yeah. studying of of the actual Bible, or yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, read read that, and then after that, you're going to be you'll you'll be hungry, right? And I would say another good one to read: Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future, also by Seraphim Rose. Mm-hmm. Let's see, maybe OK's in the chat. Maybe I wonder if OK has any other good suggestions. OK. Very, very well versed in some of this stuff. But um, another one. Now, this one, this one's thick, and it might still be out of print. Hopefully, they they print it again. But get 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 an Orthodox Study Bible because it's annotated. Right? There's annotations, and it talks about. Check out the Orthodox Study Bible, but also there's this book, Genesis, Creation, and Early Man. This one is really good. And this is deep and thick. Um, another good one by Seraphim Rose, Genesis, Creation. And Early Man by Father Seraphim Rose. You can find a PDF of this online. And I would say print it out. And uh, th- this is worth a read too. Yeah. But also, yeah, yeah, read the Bible, man. Read, But read the Orthodox Study Bible and check out the annotations. Okay. This one is out of print still. I was just informed it's still out of print. It went out of print when <laughs> after we started recommending it and tons of people started buying it. And now, now people okay. can't find it. But um, yeah, man. And also read the Bible. Get yeah. an Orthodox Study Bible and um, check out... Check out Father Peter Hears' channel, The Orthodox Ethos. That's a good one. 
Orthodoxy. Okay. There was another one that was uh, the book that was recommended, Orthodoxy in the Kingdom of Satan, by Father Spiridon Bailey. That's another one that a lot of people recommend. I've not read it yet. I do have a PDF of it, and I'd like to print out and read. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely I plan on doing that. I actually plan on sort of reconnecting with my roots. I'm, I'm, my background is Romanian, so we're family back there is heavy Orthodoxy, so Eastern Orthodox, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll check those out, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave the floor for the next uh, next person in the chat. Thanks, man. Yeah, if you got if you got any more questions, hit us up again. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I, th I think if this is the same DB, you're you're quite often around and quite often support via super chats and streamlabs. And I gotta say, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for hanging no out worries. and enjoying the work. No worries, man. Anytime, of course. All right, man. Later, brother. Take care. Take it easy. Galaxy, you still there? You figure out your mic? I'm gonna, I've, let's see, you're muted. I clicked unmute. Maybe you gotta unmute yourself though. Galaxy, let's let in Jimmy. We got Galaxy, we got Jimmy. Hello? Hey, Galaxy. Hey, it's Andy. What's up, Andy? Oh, oh, oh wait, so I, I had a question. Where are you calling and from? Where am I calling from? Yeah, where are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from Indiana. Nice. Um, yeah, it's all right. I like it. <laughs> I had a question. Um, and I'm struggling with anorexia, and I was wondering, do you have any advice? Oh man, that's that's a broad subject. Thanks for calling in. Um, how old are you? I'm actually 28. Yeah. I, I sound young, but I stunted my growth when I was younger. Yeah. I've been struggling with this for a long time. When did it start? When I was 12. No, probably 10. What happened? Because, I mean, it's, it's often, obviously, as you know, is usually a traumatic event that seems to initiate the desire to... I, um... It was my dad. He was a drunk, yeah. and he abused me a lot. I'm sorry, man. Um, That's all right. I'm sorry. I just, I want, I just want somebody to talk to, and I just want some help. Dude, um, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my Skype. What's your email? Give me your email. Oh shit! I don't want you to say it over the, over the call. Um, email me primaledgehealth at gmail dot com. All right, write, mm -hmm. write, write this down. Okay. Okay, primaledgehealth at gmail. Yeah. I have a phone. Yeah, man. Um, you live alone? Do you have other people? I live with my mom and dad because, well, my mom and my stepdad, and I just primal edge. Prime Tristan at Tristan T R I S T A N T R I S T A N at primaledgehealth.com. Your stepdad, all right? He's a cool guy. I really like him. And your mom? She's. I love my mom. Yeah. Gmail.com gmail.com look man this I'm just I just I'm just I just want I just want to know yeah man um I've I mean, been I try to eat a lot of animal foods like raw honey and raw milk and yeah I eat raw meat I mean not raw meat but I eat meat 
What do you and want? liver and cheese and I try to do everything I can. Yeah. And I th- I threw some I threw some I threw. I've been eating some fruit because yeah. it it helps with the carbohydrates the gain. Absolutely, right? And, you're gonna want carbohydrates. You're gonna want protein, fat, and carbohydrate, right? You're not gonna want to restrict any of the macros. Very important. Protein, fat, and carbs, all necessary if you're trying to gain some it's weight. Really, it's really hard. Yeah, man. And I, I trust, I, I look up to you because you're, you're so, like, you know a lot, and I see you and I see somebody that's really healthy and happy, and I just want to be like you. I'm sorry, I'm Right. It's all right. Sometimes you have to, man. I mean, uh, the, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk. You're gonna email me. We're gonna set up some calls, and we'll talk. I've got I have some friends that could be really helpful for you as well. Um, I've got two close friends that come to mind right now. We're both specialists in this. They're really good at helping people through this. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to talk about, right? Like, it's not it's not easy to admit this to ourselves. It's not easy to admit it to people around us. Um, what what do you weigh right now? Do you know what you weigh, or what what, what is your body composition like? I, I I got my weight up to seventy pounds. Seventy. I was. At, I know it's really pitiful, but I was at fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got several people that we can talk to, and then you can always talk to me as well, man. Um, I mean, this is, it, it's it's not, obviously, it's not easy. Obviously, there's no quick answer. But you don't want to live like this anymore, do you? No, I want to, I, I love to run. I know yeah. it's stupid, but running has been a passion of mine since I was a kid. You ever do swimming? Yeah. You ever swim? Because running can be really hard on joints if you're underweight. I can't run. I'm too weak. Yeah. I want to be able to run again because I love it. Yeah. And I was really good when I was in high school. And then I got really, really sick. And I couldn't, I couldn't run. Yeah, man. I mean, there's, not, there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's I know, nothing to be but ashamed I miss of. it. I just miss it really bad. Yeah. You can get back there. I, I pray. You ever pray? You ever pray? Do I ever pray? You ever no, pray? I, I don't pray. I, maybe I should. It's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a hard boundary to get through at first, but that's, sometimes, that's the, um, sometimes that's the thing that can change it all. I think about it sometimes. Well, we got people in the chat. A lot of people don't... in the chat right now are saying that they're going to pray for you um, and that they are praying for you. I think, obviously, it's not just a physical thing you're dealing with, right? I mean, it goes it goes way beyond that. It's a lot of head game. You know, you play, like, your head is always constantly fighting you, and you try to do things, and it just constantly fights. But you can get through this. I mean, you've been given a will. You've been given life. And you want life. I never give up because I just can't. I, I try to, I try, I, I gain some weight and I try really hard. Yeah. 
I'm really appreciative that you answered my call. Well, Everybody we're in the talk chat more. was really. I tried. They were reaching. They were helping me in the chat. Yeah. And I really appreciated it because I just wanted some help. Yeah. There, there's a there. You have you used Discord? Do you use Discord? I don't know how to use all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. All right. But you, you, you figured out how to use Zoom. We got on Zoom. I want you to email me right now. Send me an email so I have your email. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking. Let me get on that. Yeah. Uh, There's I, a lot. There are a lot of I'm people in the really... chat. A lot of people in the chat that are saying that that they're all praying for you right now, man. And there's not. There are a lot of people that that want you to get better. Obviously, you got family that loves you. There are a lot of people that care about you. Um, and being honest with yourself and being honest with others around you is super important. Uh, and re- being able to reach out for help, like that's that's a huge step. And I do know people who who have dealt with these types of things and are very good with dealing with these types of things. Um, Tommy Kelly's one of them. I don't know if you saw the episodes. Oh, I've heard about him. Yeah, yeah, he, he had anorexia. Yeah, and we're gonna get you in touch with him. Uh, he's he's very good at at helping people through these things. Uh, there's also. I don't have money. I'm poor. You don't have. You don't need money. You don't need money. I'll sponsor you. You don't need money. And there's a lot of people that will help you that don't want money. The people who want to help you, they don't want to just help you for money. Um, You guys are amazing. Oh, I didn't type my name in. Send me that. Yeah, just send me the email. So I got your email. You put whatever you want in that email. But we're gonna talk more. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of guts to to voice it and to ask for help. And there are a lot of people here willing to help you. Right. Um, so email me and we'll, is it true? You said Tristan at primal edge health. Yeah. Dot com. Tristan at primal edge health.com. Oh, at prime. I, yeah. I, I put in the wrong thing. I'm sorry. You don't need to apologize to me for anything, man. Okay, I got it. Thank you. I yeah. I really I'm so appreciative of you. I you've done a lot for me and I listen to your I try to listen to the um your your live streams and everything. Yeah. I I just really appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you, man. I didn't do anything to help people. But thank you. There are a lot of people who are willing to help you. A lot of people who care. Uh, you're not just put here to just to um, just to drag that burden around with you. Right? And the fact that you're you're asking for help, the fact that you're reaching out, that says a lot. So um, we're gonna look out for your email. We'll see if we get it now. It'll take a little bit to go through because sometimes it it, t- it takes a while to connect. But there are a lot of people who care. Right? You got people around yeah. you who love you, and um, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get in touch. I want to help you get in touch with some people that can really help you who've been through similar experiences, maybe even worse, right? And um, every single one of us, every single one of us has dealt with trauma. We've all dealt with pain. And um, yeah, there, you're, not, you're not alone. You're not alone. You got a lot of people who care. So we're going to look out for your email. We're going to talk more and we're going to put you in touch with people that can help you through this, Okay. Thank you, Tristan. You, under, you understand that this is, that's your life, and you've been given that life. Don't give it up, man. 
Don't give it I up. I never will give up. Don't give it up. And no. um, everybody in the chat, I really appreciate all the advice because you guys are awesome. And I, it was amazing that I got so much help. What's your name? I'm Andy. Yeah. Have you ever, you know, I know you say you never prayed before, but have you heard, have you ever heard the, the Lord's Prayer? Do you know what it is? I've heard about it, but I don't know from memory. I can like, look it up. Yeah. Yeah, it goes like this. This is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> Lord a lot Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. Son of God, have mercy on me, I'm a sinner. Yeah, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Anyways, pr prayer is really important, man. And, and reaching out, the fact that you reached out to me, that's great. Um, but I can't help you. If not for God, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's where real, that's where life comes from. That's where love comes from. And, um, and I'm going to do my best to help. I'll do my best to help you through it. But you know, I think prayer, prayer is like one of the first steps is, is praying. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Okay. I said, the, I, I said, I said the home. Lord's prayer. I said, uh, the Lord's prayer, the, that's the Jesus prayer. But, um, yeah, man, we're going to be in touch. You're not alone, and we got some people that can help. And I'm gonna I'm gonna message a couple people tonight before I go to bed, and make sure that they know that we're uh, that we're gonna be putting you in touch with them, and we're gonna have some uh, some help for you. I know you say you don't have any money. It's not about money. It's not about any of that stuff, man. It's about it's about life, and that's what we were given. We were given life, and we don't we, we don't want to give that up. So, um, thank thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. You sent that email. Well, Did you already email me? I did, yeah. I said it's Andy. Okay, let me check real quick. Is it T R I S T A N? And you send it T R I S T A N at primaledgehealth.com? Yeah. Okay, Andy. There it is. I got it. I got it. We're good. Thank you so much. And thank everybody. And keep eating meat. That's all I got to say. You too, man. Every day. Wake up in the morning and have a good meal. Yeah, got some steak in the fridge. All right, brother. God bless, Andy. All right, good night, guys. See yeah. ya. Yeah. Bye, brother. All right. Um, hey, sometimes the show is funny and light, and sometimes it gets intense and heavy. Oh. I just got kicked off of Zoom. Good timing. Jessica's about to go to bed. What? That's not what I said. Oh, you said good timing. But, because of but it was right at the end, right? Yeah. Here, let's... <laughs> yeah, I can go to bed after that. All right, I'm coming... Over. Hey, you guys in the chat. Thanks to everybody in the chat for being so supportive. I think I saw a few messages earlier when Andy was chatting with you guys, and there was a lot of support there. So... We're going to try to help Andy get the support he needs. You know, reaching out to other people, very important. Reaching out to God and praying to God. Uh, the most important thing. So let's...
I got a, I put a new link in the chat. We got a new Zoom, a new Zoom link. If you guys want to jump in, if anybody wants to uh, wants to jump in, we might do a few more calls. I'm still awake. Uh, I'm still I'm still kicking. What say you? What say you guys in the chat? Um, yes, no joke. Eating disorder recovery is no joke. And it, it and it's it's no joke. It's not easy, but it it happens. It's possible. Right? It's possible. Look at those animal foods in. Focus on the good quality animal foods. Raw milk, cheese. We're gonna do our best to help you out. And help you get in touch with the right people, Andy. Um, we've got man. We got a, we got a diverse a diverse. Call-in crowd today, huh? Diverse call-in crowd. Look, at, we already got somebody up in the uh, up in this Zoom. Let's see. You got the new Zoom call up. New Zoom link is up. You guys want to call in? What do you say? You guys like these call-in shows? You like the call-in shows? I like them. I like. I don't like just me talking. I like when I got a guest. If it's a good guest, I like having Jay on, like Jay co-hosting. I like having guests. We got Swagmaster. What's up, man? Yo, what's up? Swagmaster. Nice name. Yo, it's actually Sid Meister. Oh, Sid Meister. I know Sid Yeah, Meister. what's happening? I thought I had to join in you doing these Zoom calls. That yeah. was only appropriate. Right? Sid Meister, long-term commenter, long-term viewer, long-term supporter. Nice seeing you, man. Fellow bald man bat over there. Yeah, I just recently shaved it. Got tired of the hair for a little bit. Dude, are you Latino or are you friggin' uh, are you Filipino? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm part Filipino. Good guess. All right. Yeah, I'm a quarter, quarter Indian. Got a little bit of Pakistani in there, some Scottish, there you English. Go. You got it all. But you you could you could jump. You can go over to Mazatlan, Mexico, and you could be like, you know, I'm I'm a local, and they believe you. Except you you probably yeah. don't speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, my Spanish is piss poor, even though it took two years. <laughs> you in California then? If you took two years of Spanish. No, nah, I'm in Florida. Okay. Last 12 years. Yeah, I just want to jump in, man. Say I respect what you're doing. You're doing God's work. You're letting them flow through you. And I enjoy the streams, man. Hey, I, I, this is why I do it, man. That's why I do it. I mean, the, the feedback is great. Um, you know, it's, I'm glad to see that people like you are out there uh, enjoying it. And yeah, I do it for you guys. Yeah, just on the path of righteousness, man. That's all that matters. Trying, trying, man. There's, um, I mean, like like somebody said earlier, there's lots of temptations, right? There's a lot of temptation out there, and it, uh, it, a lot of people are tempted to despair right now. A lot of people are are tempted to um, are tempted to all sorts of shitty choices. But I think, um, yeah, man, we're we're just trying to get better. We're trying to help people get better, and trying to do what we're supposed to do here to. To move move the uh, the needle in the right direction. Yeah, I've always felt this inner obligation to help people, even like during my darkest times. Like you said, this world to me is like Satan's world. It's just yeah. filled with debauchery, you know, degeneracy, corruption, atrocities, Endless, becoming right? normalized and glamorized every single day. Yeah, and I just speak from experience. I lived the hedonistic life of all of that for the majority of my life until everyone has their own threshold. Some people do it little enough that they're able to, 
you know, do drugs all their life and, you know, sleep with women and not care about their family and stuff like that. But I took it to extremes for years to the point where I just kept hitting. I kept telling myself, okay, this is the lowest point of my life. And I kept outdoing myself, you know, later on. And it took so many different tries of that until eventually I became fed up with it. Uh, I locked myself up in my room for about a year, like wow. romanticizing like this uh, concept, hikamori, basically like neat. Like I didn't work at the time. I didn't go to school. I just played video games and masturbated all day. And, hikamori? Where's uh, hikamori? Where's that? It's like a philosophy? It's Japanese. It, yeah. It's Japanese. It's like a recluse, a, you know, a shut-in. But, but is it like a hedonistic recluse or is it just a recluse in general? Just a recluse in general, someone that just doesn't engage with anyone. Like I had a lot of friends at the time that I self-ostracized myself from. Later on, I found out they weren't the greatest people around anyways. Yeah. And just, look, I got all these lines on my neck. Maybe you can't see them over the video. Yeah, I can but see. But it's just for me, me looking down all the time. Like I, I'd leave <laughs> my room and... Just look down. I wouldn't look anyone in the eye for for a couple of years, man. Yeah. And why was that? What was it like a feel? Was it fear or was it just like shame? Why didn't you want to look people in shame. the eyes? It, it was. I was ashamed of who I let myself become. Uh, and over the last few months, maybe this year in general, I've been working towards. Like I, I did a flip script last year. I was like, I don't know how to put it in generalistic terms, but I was like atheist liberal. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like completely bought into the standard narrative. Uh, I was vegan for 18 months too, mm-hmm. and my health declined to the point where I'm around five foot six. I dropped down to 100 pounds, and I've always been kind of a you know a bulkier, smaller dude. Like I lost almost 40 pounds That's in a lot. matter of uh, 18 months. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, a lot of weight for someone my size, man. At that and. At the time, I was doing a lot of stimulants, a lot of coke, a mm-hmm. lot of speed, just to keep me up, not feeling like shit all the time. And but that'll increase all the, those feelings of like guilt and shame. That increases it so much, right? Like coke and speed and stuff. Like the, it, I don't know. It's like it amplifies everything. Well, the downs do. Like for twenty minutes, you feel like you know. Oh well, yeah, well that's the thing. It's the, for, like all my memories of like coke, it's like. It's just the downs that I remember anyways, right? It's like five minutes of feeling like, ah. Yeah, the highs are quickly forgotten, man. It's terrible. Uh, It's such a gross feeling. Because they're so superficial. They're not even real, right? And you feel it then. It's like you're you're high as a kite and you're having a conversation with friends and like you, you feel the falseness of it. You know, like, you, you know, yeah. like, ah, yeah. Fakeness. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're, like, trying to hold it back, trying to hold it down a little bit, staying calm, but it's, like, you just, yeah, I don't know, there's something, there's something about those uppers and stimulants, cocaine, that is just so, so demonic. Yeah, so over, and, look, this is where I give thanks to someone in particular who isn't seen in the best light, and mm-hmm. I understand why, but. Dr. Gregor? At the time, I was watching, now, close, but I was watching a this isn't relevant, or it is relevant, but it's not the person. I was watching a Vegan Gains video because I was vegan at the time. Yeah. Even back then, I knew something was up. Like, this guy's, like, definitely a sociopath, but whatever, yeah. he's the best vegan YouTuber male that we got, you know, besides John Venus or something like that. But John Venus, I like the guy. He's a very nice guy, but yeah. YouTube-wise, he was just, uh, he's just kind of dull, like, the content. 
just yeah vegan games he was all aggressive and he was getting it out yeah he was dramatic and aggressive (laughs) yeah and i came across frank tufana Mm -hmm. and i i went into the video thinking you know i'm i'm gonna confirm my bias you know this kid doesn't know what the fuck he's or sorry what what the heck he's talking about yeah and i went in there and frank's what he spoke about like eating ancestral like uh basically according to your ancestral lineage, uh, it just resonated with me on, on a level that I had been ignoring through yeah. my whole period of being vegan. And within like 10 minutes, I, I flipped script. And once you get red-pilled on nutrition, that, hey, they're lying to us about what's good for us and what's bad for us, it just leads you down a whole other rabbit hole of what else we're being lied to about. And it becomes very disorientating, you know, yeah. uh, having to decipher what's right and what's wrong with this surplus of information. Yeah, it gets overwhelming, right? Especially with diet. There's so much information out there. Meat's going to kill you. Meat's going to save you. It's like, well, what the hell do I believe? Right, but I, well, I think... more... The thing that got me was just like the, the eugenic stuff and all the things correlating to that. And mm. that kind of threw me into a depressive spiral for a few months until I came to terms with it and just... You know, you can't be a coward for your whole life, man. In my opinion, and this is just mine, I think cowards go to hell. Mm. I think if you know what's right and you ignore that and you continue doing what's wrong, there's nothing good in, in store for you in the future. Well, that's hell so, right there, right? I mean, what, hell is just the rejection. It's the absence of God. It's the absence of the presence of God. It's the rejection of God. It's the rejection of the truth. So there are people who are constantly embracing that hell and going more and more deep into it constantly. And that's what the world is designed to do, right? I mean, it's just the, the fallen world is, um, it, it's just that. It's fallen. And it wants to pull us down with it. Right? I mean, these, these spiritual influences want, to, want us to destroy. They, they want to kill, maim, and destroy humanity because we're made in the image and likeness of God. They hate that. Yeah, hey, my phone's about to die. God bless. Tristan, I respect everything you're doing, and hopefully we talk in the future. Love you guys. Sid Meister. Love you, dude. Good seeing you, man. Good to meet you, finally. That's Sid Meister. Swagmaster Sid Meister. We got the waiting room. We got a bunch in the waiting room, though. All right, let's start with uh, Jimmy James. Was, was that? Didn't we already talk? No, I think those are both new. Jimmy James. Jimmy James, what's up? You hear me? We got a bunch of calls. One second, one second. Let me address the audience real quick. We still got... Y'all still watching? Y'all guys still here? We still got an audience. There we go. We're still live. You guys, make sure to support. Support the stream. Streamlabs is the best way. Streamlabs is the best way to support. Let me throw the link up right now. Big shout out to the mods. Thanks, guys, for keeping uh, keeping the chat clean right there. Um... Support the stream via Streamlabs. If you like this content, you get no support from YouTube. We're just supported by you guys. So thanks for the support for those who are throwing it out. Um, what's up, Jim? Hey, what's up? Basa. How you doing? You can hear me? Yeah. See, I, I, um, it's funny hearing some of these stories and like how, how uh, similar every, you know, everyone's story is kind of with you know, exceptions of the details and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
kind of seem kind of seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? <laughs> Signs of the times, sort of thing. Yeah. So I had years, uh, like years back, I was in the music scene, and it was, uh, I don't know, I was like always just miserable, and I didn't realize why. And it was, I think, it was just being around all those people because they're all just crazy. I don't know, just a lot of self hatred. Um, you play you play music or just you know uh, yeah 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 play in a band yeah you tour you tour and stuff uh a little bit not too much but yeah um yeah it was it was like i was always so miserable and all this weird stuff happened with my family i actually got arrested because it was it was going back to this story that you were telling before about uh you know, or the topic about like doing mushrooms and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I had ex- uh, experimented with some some like edibles, some like really strong uh, like butter. Dude, that's was... that like I I've seen people um, have as intensive breakdowns with can ed- edible cannabis as mushrooms. Like I, I remember. Yeah, I uh, I gave. I, I remember when I was in college, I made some like pot, uh, pot, some weed butter, and I gave it to some friends of mine, and it was like they were so strong. One of uh, this girl, she was she slept for like forty eight hours, like she was just like it just knocked people out, and and they. Uh, I <laughs> wish I wish that's what happened. When I took. It. What happened? But now I. Uh, I Completely. I mean, it was like you know the, the age old story, like oh, it hasn't kicked in yet. Let me try it. Uh, let me double the dose. Yeah, great idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I I just started like freaking out. I'm like hanging out with one of the guys. You know, I hung out with him, and uh, I just started to get real freaked out, and like thought he was gonna try to kill me or something. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like you think like someone's I'm about to get killed or I'm about to get like molested or something. Like you just feel like there's like this that weird impending feeling that it's just, like you don't know what's gonna happen. I remember one, one time I took mushrooms. It was terrible like the first when I was in college. Um I had this college roommate and we took mushrooms together and it was a terrible experience. Horrible experience. I'll never repeat this experience. I mean, there were moments, I'm sure, that were fine, but uh, I remember being outside at, like, kind of the peak of the experience and, like, sitting on a – laying on this bench and watching the stars, and it was – everything so beautiful around me, but I just felt like something's wrong. Like, it's just this overall feeling of something is wrong. Something is wrong here. Everything is – like, this intense feeling of paranoia. I'm thinking back on it now, it's like – I think we're, we're tapping into, like – like you're feeling the sin in you. You're feeling the 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 fall. I like guess something is wrong. We're in a fallen world. Something's very wrong. Yeah. Like the, the death is not even natural. I mean, in Eastern in Eastern Orthodoxy, we don't believe that death is a natural thing. So it's like that feeling of like ah, like something's about to happen. I remember laying there and just thinking, I was like, I felt like I was about to die. Like it felt like like everything was about to disintegrate, and I was just laying there, I'm like watching the stars, and I'm just feeling like like it's about to just the fabric of reality is about to get ripped in half there, and um, you know part of these the shamanic initiations they're about entities disassembling your spiritual body and then reassembling it. That's what the shamanic journey that these uh, shamanic initiates go on. It's about the breakdown and the disassembling of them and then reassembling of them. See what he does. Ryder just walked out of bed. Let's see. Oh. 
<laughs> Ryder just Ryder walks in the room in the because it's dark in the bedroom, and he walked in the office and the lights on, and he like immediately he's like ah. <laughs> She's bringing him back to bed, but yeah, it was it's a strange experience of like feeling that the weird like the I don't know just. Something is wrong was the vibe. And it got so intense that I thought I was about to die. Like I thought I was about to ah, was the terror, feeling of terror. And that's what a lot of these uh, – some, some of the people get broken by these experiences and they never come back. And they end up like like this dude, like freaking uh, – where'd it go? There he is. You end up like two girls, one infinite cup guy. Yeah, I think, I think at the time I was actually um, – it was like right after – I was trying like veganism or something for for like a half a year and I just gave it up or whatever. And my body was still like not back to normal. Right. I mean, that, I don't know. I don't know if that that was it or not. But it could man, play a part, I, I'm I, sure. I, but man, it's like you start throwing start throwing these intense drugs in the body. It's like you. It's just it's chaos. You know. I, I, well, I there was also a lot of crazy stuff going on, like with my. I just had a whole bunch of family stuff that was like really crazy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then so the, so you can't stop thinking about that. You're trying to you're trying to stuff. reconcile with all that stuff while you're in the middle of this traumatic experience from the psychedelics. So the psychedelics are a they're a tool for initiating a, a traumatic experience and an opening up and a breaking open into the spiritual world. And it's it can be freaking dangerous. It can be super dangerous. Yeah, but I I literally I literally jumped out the window. And, uh, and I ran down the street and I, I, I guess someone called the cops or something, whatever. And then I, uh, I got into the cop car and tried to, tried to steal the cop car. Dude, you're so lucky to be alive. You're so lucky you're alive, man. Yeah. And, and I, I got out because it was like, I had a clean record and all this stuff. and, And I got like a, like a PTI or whatever they call it. Okay. Um, so I kind of got my my get out of jail free thing, and I had it was just like a crazy year, and that was like the year that like pretty much brought me back to God. So it ended up being a good thing, and I moved and got a new job and started family. There you go. Have all that stuff. So it's like yeah. all this good stuff ended up happening, you know, yeah. over the course of a few years. Yeah, so it's funny looking I back that, too, I mean, man. I think I needed that to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, there are a lot of things I've done that I, I could say I regret, but I wouldn't be the guy I am now if I hadn't gone through these things. I wouldn't be who I am now if I hadn't gone through the former confusions of you know my lost self in the past. I wouldn't have this beautiful family, this wife that loves me, uh, this house we built. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have health at all. I would just be a. You know, I mean, I. I appreciate the experiences. I, I'm really glad that I got out of that shit. But um, yeah, man, it sounds like uh, sounds like you narrowly skipped out with your life. You got a a lot of um, some divine intervention there, keeping you alive. What a blessing! Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like it was, it was the most horrific thing that ever happened to me. And I mean, now, I mean, there's all new challenges and stuff, and you know, it's the the thing now with, with everything that's going on with, with everything, you know, it's just friends just dropping off like flies and old yeah. friends. Kind of. Dude, it's crazy. That's like the, that's the, the hardest thing to deal with. I think right now, cause yeah. it's just like figuring out who, who is a, a true friend. You know, it's kind of bugged out. 
Mm-hmm. I feel you. But it's cool, like listening to you know these, these kind of streams, and because you know not everyone has this, the same kind of views. There's a lot of liberal views and stuff that I just like kind of ditched, and trying to find uh, you know a new new people to listen to or just I don't know absorb their views and stuff. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Hey man, I'm, I'm you know I'm glad you glad you found us over here and glad to hear your voice, man. You do you have a, a handle that you use on YouTube? Am I familiar with like do you, do you pop up in the chat or you just listen? You just listen and lurk. Um, just, just kind of like a new listener. I heard I heard you on on a debate with with Jay Dyer and yeah. with the with those atheist guys. That was pretty funny. What was that? The vegan, vegan gains and ask yourself. Yeah, I was I was cracking me up. I can't believe I can't believe that was real. Um, I can't yeah, believe I can't I believe don't know it. how I stuck, stuck with it for so long because it was so uh, tedious to to get through to those guys. It was, yeah, it wasn't. I, it, I I enjoyed listening to you make fun of them. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listening back on that, I haven't listened to it since it happened. But I remember thinking like. I don't know, I was torn. I was torn. It's like, you know, do you, when you have a debate like that with somebody who's debating from, you're coming from a disingenuous place, right? And he showed himself so many times to be so disingenuous. It could be hard to have patience and to be, um, to be kind. I tried. I tried. The vegans still say I'm a big jerk. I'm a big meanie, meanie pants for picking on poor vegan gains, which I, I, I don't know what to say to that. Um, nah. <laughs> they're, they're convinced that I, I was picking on being a bully to poor vegan gains, but, um, yeah, I don't know. These people, they weep. He, he was fine. You could tell he was he was just like laughing at it. He's a psychopath anyways, but um, yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm I'm glad you're doing well, man. You got you got a family now? You, you have multiple children? Yeah, yeah. How I many got, kids you got? I got a, uh, my son's going to be one in like a month. Oh, it's the best, dude. I, dude, I, we need another baby. We need another baby. Yeah, We're working on it. We're working on it. I'm trying to get, get some more. That's yeah. My yeah. wife is like not ready yet. She wants to do it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm just like oh, I'm like, oh, let's go. Come on, let's just let's do it. Let's just do it. She's like, ah, can wait like another month. Like, let's just let's just do it. We have some friends. We got a bunch of friends who have like. There's like a a whole batch of babies that came the last year, and so we we get to hang out with their friends' babies. But I, I miss having our own little ones around. I mean, Ryder's four now. Ari's eight. So yeah, we're. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll crazy. I was I was in that that um that zone that where the video started with today uh, with mm-hmm. the overpopulation. Like I was I was totally like never having kids. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah So like, what's the point? What's the point, man? I just wanna just wanna live my life, man. I want freedom. No one can tell me and what now to I'm do. I'm like, man, have like my son is like the best. He's the best thing ever. Like. Dude, so cool. I get to like drive down with Ryder every morning and go cut the corn, throw it in the truck. He has so much fun. He just wants to help. He's trying to. He's like, he wants me to get him a machete. I'm like, dude, you know you can't use a machete. You're four. And he wants. <laughs> he wants like. He wants to. He's always trying to dig, and he's. He's really cool, man. It's the best friends you could ever have, and and that's the, the ultimate responsibility, right? You have the responsibility yeah. over another life and and leading another life. So I think. Um, yeah, no, I, I, we're all super blessed, man. We're blessed to be here. Yeah, it's a fallen world and it's difficult, but um, you know we don't have to fall down further, and we can uh, we can see God. Some people keep talking about ribeye. We got ribeyes making OnlyFans content behind me right now. Hey, 
Get your head out of your balls, dude. What's your problem? Your guys coming. Look at him slinking off the couch. You guys, does anybody, any viewers remember when Ribeye was this big in my lap? I remember doing streams with Jay and like Ribeye was tiny. No, look at him. He was a big boy. <laughs> What's up, Ribeye? Oh, you so buddy. Oh, you so buddy. Oh, you're such a good dog. Yeah, man, it's it's cool. You got you got a lot of we have a lot of blessings, and you know, I mean, even though the things are getting crazy in the world, like we don't have to go crazy with the world. Yeah, man. Well, it's good talking to you, man. Uh, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, stay blessed and. Have a, have a great night. Keep Likewise, night. man. Likewise, man. This become this is my probably one of my favorite streams. I mean, I don't mind like I don't mind talking by myself when I got something to talk about. But it's great having it's great having feedback. Great, great talking to you guys and meeting all you guys. And it's good to know that there's so many good real people out there watching and enjoying this. And you know, it's not just most of the comments you get are just spite from vegans on my channel. Most most of the comments are just hate. In, in DMs and in uh, and on YouTube, but man, you guys you guys keep me going. You guys keep me excited. So it was good meeting you, man. I'll, let's uh, let's let's keep in touch, dude. Sounds good, man. All right. Have a good weekend. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Later. Later, man. We got another James. Let's see. We had this is like the third James we talked to. You there? Hey, 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 what's going on? What's happening, James? We got all, we got all like, I thought we were going to get hostile callers. We've had nothing but friendlies. <laughs> We've had nothing but friendlies. I was expecting it to be nothing but hostiles, but the, it's so funny. Like all these, like I tell these vegans, you could come debate. You all say I'm scared to debate. You can call in. Are you, all you vegans out there who are watching, who are, who are gritting their teeth listening to me talk, you can call in too. At least let's get at least a couple of vegans trying to talk some shit. <laughs> we got all friendlies. They don't, they don't want that beef, Tristan. They don't want it. They don't want that. You don't want this. You don't want this bald head. <laughs> you don't want that, that sandpaper dome on you. Um. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just got to start off by saying that the guy that came in earlier talking about his anorexia, that's, that's very brave of him. I just have to commend him for that because personally for me, um, when it came to my health journey, that, that was the first step in turning things around for myself is getting help from others. Mm. Yeah. Um, so back in 2014, I got Lyme disease, then I got better. And then again, in 2016, I got it again. And um, it was a much more drawn out process the second time around. And, and I've had it for about four years now. Yeah. And I was at the point where I was almost in a wheelchair from the arthritis that wow. it was causing. How old, and, were you, how old were you at the time? Uh, I caught it the first time I was 17 and the second time I was 19. Okay. Uh, let me yeah. just interject one, one time. Just let me address the chat. I, I, guys, I didn't realize I had turned the alert box off for Super Chats. We got Super Chats to catch up on. I'm not missing them. Deputy mm -hmm. Dave, don't leave yet. You guys will read your Super Chats. And uh, if you guys want to support, keep them coming, guys. You guys are the ones who – you're the reasons these streams happen. And you're the only support we get. We get no support from YouTube. 
We get the opposite from YouTube, so thanks for the support, guys. Um, yeah, sorry, James. Keep going. I saw some. I just realized I had my notifications turned off, so people are sending super chats, and they're like, "Where's Doctor Gregor?" Don't worry, we can replay the notifications. You guys will get hit her before you can hear Michelle Lowe's witchy voice. We'll be back with that. I love all those funny meme names people create, like uh, Hench Stinkivore or something like that. <laughs> James Asp. James Asp. Doctor Gregor's treadmill technician. We got some, yeah. dude. You guys, that guy that called in as Doctor Gregor earlier, he he had a pretty decent Doctor Gregor, but he was just funny. <laughs> that dude was just funny, man. Like some nights, I gotta be kind of funny sometimes, but I still, my audience is ten times funnier than me. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, <that's> hilarious. <laughs> so, um, starting in 2016, it brought me along this four-year journey, and still uh, continuing to this day. And for the first two years of those, you know, I was kind of like struck as to, you know, what I should do, you know, to regain my health. And for the first two years, I, um, I did a plant-based diet mm. and uh, it, ne- it, it wasn't necessarily the best thing um, for my <laughs> health at that time. Every single time. And then at the end of that second year, every single time I ate um, meat especially uh, red meat, you know, grass-fed red meat, I would just, you know, light up. Dude, I had the same experience. It's like, what's wrong? What am I missing? If I just eat more nuts, maybe it'll work. If I just eat, (laughs) if I just combine the rice and the beans in the right ratio and add some coconut oil, because coconut oil is saturated fat, and maybe that's just what I'm missing. Just a little bit of coconut oil if I eat more avocados. It's like, no way. Just quit fooling yourself and eat meat. So stupid, right? Exactly. And then every time you eat the meat, you're like, okay, it worked, but maybe if I just tweak the diet a little more, I can replicate it. No, it never works. You just need meat. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. So, um, so the one that the really thing that really kicked me off to go more um, on a meat-based diet was um, I took this antibiotic called Florida. Okay. Uh, D levels tested for months. So it was more supplemented. Queen alone. Or level flocks. Hold on. Sorry, Dr. Gregor had to had to interrupt. Dude, you got floxed. That's what they call it. you. Got floxed, bro. Yeah. That's the one of the worst uh, drugs. There are a lot of people who've had that happen. To I I think uh, Jordan Peterson recently had got floxed as well. Really? Uh, I th- I th- I'm Dude. pretty sure that Michaela said that he was put on a fluoroquinolone, but I'm not positive. Don't quote yeah, me. Yeah, dude, it's brutal, man. Like, um, the pain started immediately. I had an extreme allergic reaction to it. My, my, my body blew up with hives. Yeah. And I had, you know, joint pains. Not like Lyme arthritis, but um, it was, like, very unique in the sense it was just strictly pain. It wasn't anything like no inflammation or anything like that. It was just straight, like, stabbing knives in my joints. And I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. So I had that for about, I think, a month. And it was, it was kind of getting better, but then I went on the carnivore diet. Um, mm. And in three weeks, it spontaneously, spontaneously resolved overnight. And I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And um, from then on, I, w- I was carnivore for about four months. Okay. And um, I had good energy, um, good everything. One thing I did find difficult, though, was putting on weight. On the yes. carnivore diet, maybe I just wasn't as experienced as I should be. Well, but, it, it can um, be hard to eat a lot. You, the satiety is so high, right? That's yeah, that one is of the true. biggest downfalls of a carnivore diet. Well, first of all, uh, a lot of people can't afford meat or don't know where to get good quality meat, so that can be an issue. Yeah. But one of the one of the other ones, 
one of the bigger issues is um, is just what you said. But what what did you do to try to uh, to try to get through that? Um, what I did is um, I actually uh, that the carnivore diet was kind of like on and off for about two years, and until the end of this winter. I was coaching the wrestling team and I was saying, all right, I need to gain a little bit of weight. So all I did was add, um, add some rice or sweet potatoes okay. to my meal. I just, the insulin response just caused me to grow really fast. So, and did you uh-huh. get any immune response to it? Um, actually, no, I didn't have any immune response to it. The only immune response I had, uh, was getting sick three times this winter because it was the worst flu season, um, that I've seen. Uh, I mean, I was just, you know, I was teaching high school kids, they're breathing, coughing in my face, whatever. Kids are still coming to practice um, sick. Mm. And during that time, I did, um, at the end of the third illness, I, um, I experienced a relapse of my Lyme disease. Mm. And um, it got to the point where it got so bad that even, you know, the carnivore diet wasn't, you know, cutting it for me. Okay. Because, um, like, this, this, disease, this disease can be completely disabling. The first time I got it, I almost died. From um, I have like I have like this special HLA um, gene type where I'm basically allergic to the disease yeah. in a way, and it causes arthritis, like severe arthritis and myocarditis within my body. So my heart inflames, wow. and it gets uh, it gets pretty bad. But um, first thing I did was like, all right, I can't do this by myself anymore. I know my diet's good. I know everything's good. Um, so I, I had to go on antibiotics and it did work and I've still been on for months now. I'm trying to get off of them, but, um, I'm healing pretty good at the moment. Yeah. It just takes time and really wreak havoc on your body. And it just takes time to heal. Yeah. But, have you, uh, have you heard of, this might sound kind of weird, but there are people who've used hookworms really effectively. Hookworms. For, for, for certain neurological conditions. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how many people have used it for life. I was talking to somebody who used them for MS um, recently. I don't know. It's an interesting subject. I'm not. I'm not promoting. It. It's something that I'm not very familiar with. But I've have have heard of people using hookworms and uh, effectively using helminth therapy for you know serious neurological conditions like MS. Which I don't know. The MS and Lyme's are very different, obviously, but. There are some similarities yeah. as far as like the central nervous system being attacked and you know an autoimmune condition again. Yeah. So I, that might be something to look into. I, I, if anybody out there dealing with MS, uh, talk to a really awesome client. Shout out to shout out to you. You know who you are. Um, she had a great story about you know hookworms and complete remission. But you have to re you have to reapply like once a year. So I don't. Know. I, I'm, I'm not an expert on it. It is something to look into. But um, it sounds pretty. Yeah, Limes is no joke, man. I did Limes is crazy. Dude, it sucks. It, it, it's really like a, a very personal disease because it's not the same for everybody. Yeah. Um, I know some people who've gotten Lyme disease, just got the ring, nothing more. Or, and I've seen people um, get neurological. I, mean, I live in Connecticut, basically the home, hometown of this disease. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen people basically just get strictly neurological disor- disorders like um, major depressive disorder and like other disorders. And some people just get pain. Some people just get some pain. Where do you think it comes from? What do you like in your research? What do you think? What do you think Lyme's is? Where do you think it came from? Where do I think it came from? (laughs) Well, uh, so there's, there's a few different theories out there. I'm not really sure which to prescribe to yet, but you know, there's, there's the plum Island theory, which is possible. Very possible. Uh, very, I, I, yeah, very possible. But the, there's a funny thing going on there. 
is because I believe I did some research on that, and I believe that Lyme disease was obviously being researched at Palm Islands, but I also agree that it was here already. Because um, they found it, they find it in some mummified. They say they find it in like you know the Ice Man or whatever that guy. Yeah, the I don't mom, know. The mummy. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's like what 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 is real? But and then there was also there are also claims that. Um, that the Germans were researching biological weapons uh, during the Second World War, and that this was one of their tools, maybe even brought over during Paperclip. There's a lot of weird theories on Carlos it. Carlos will try uh, to befriend you. They'll try to say, <laughs> the vegan ideology, you've been brainwashed, come over here. That's brainwashing. <laughs> that is the actual brainwashing. Thank you, Michelle. Man, she's wretched. Oh. She's, she is, man. She works hard at that. She works hard for that vibe. <laughs> so, um... We, we might get kicked off. If we get kicked off in, like, five minutes, we might... We'll see what happens. <laughs> I think we got, like, five minutes left on this call. Let's see. Oh, okay. Because Zoom does 40-minute things. I'm not... If, yeah, we got five minutes, 57 seconds till Zoom kicks us off. Okay. So, um, basically, um, there's, there's, there's a couple things, um... Yeah, they they blamed um, they really put the spotlight on Lyme disease after that whole Plum Island thing like blew up. But really, what they apparently what they were researching there was uh, a modified form R- RMSF, which is the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which will kill you within within a week if wow. you if you get um, a severe case. Yeah. Um, and they were I guess they were trying to like uh, to make it more virulent. Or more deadly than it already was, and I believe they just tried to, to diffract off, you know, to Lyme disease instead. Um, but yeah, I can. Uh, but there's another there's another theory that um, just the increase of invasive plant species protecting field mice, and how there aren't any controlled fires anymore, and also how there aren't as many um, uh, migrate, migratory bird species as well as there was uh, 200 years ago kind of gives like the perfect cocktail mixture for a um, you know a vector borne illness the same way as it, I guess it was in like the 14 or 1500s with the bubonic yeah. plague they had the perfect environment set up for that type of thing to happen mm. so weren't, weren't there a lot of, gl- of grassland in the past where you live and it's been converted and changed yeah, well, actually, um, before the natives lived here, there's a lot of old growth forests. So um, what they would do is they would they would you know they had controlled burns, whatever. They were good um, at that. Then, the natives knew the natives knew to do controlled burns, so the shit didn't burn yeah. down when they didn't want it to burn. And they would they would exactly. keep and they would actually they managed that land really well. Like they actually did a yeah. pretty dang good job at managing it in the grasslands Absolutely. as well in the Pacific Northwest. There were gra- the grasslands are gone. There were a lot of grasslands in California. And they're gone. And those native grass species have been displaced by invasive species yeah. as well. Right? California is full of the uh, eucalyptus that are a terrible fire hazard. Right? Those eucalyptus, they're all over <laughs> here too. They're all over Ecuador. They brought them over from Australia. It's not native here. They dry up the soil. They, I, think they, uh, I think they acidify. They, they either alkalize or acidify the soil in, in, too far in one direction. And uh, you know, they, these invasive species, they have huge effects on, on ecosystems, you know, bird populations and stuff like that. Yeah, there's this there's this interesting thing where, um, especially pine trees, you know, there's a lot of a lot of those um, up where the fires are, um, where when the needles drop, um, if there's too many on the ground, it starts to create friction between the needles on the ground, 
it can cause static electricity to build up and it will actually ignite the pine needles. Oh. And funny thing is, wow. is that certain pine cones only open when there's a brush fire happening to release their seeds. <laughs> there you go. So, so they're, they're, those, those pine trees are supposed sense. to burn down, right? So this is the thing too. It's we, people act like human beings are an invasive species, which is yeah, not the case. Okay. Human beings are – we are the curator species. We are here to tend the land. We are not, we, we, uh, I mean, I don't believe in like this naturalistic philosophy, but part of our place here is we, uh, we're stewards, right? We, we're here to manage the, the land. We're here, we have dominion over all the beasts of the field, right? So it, it's, it's yeah. our responsibility to manage forests, to manage grasslands. And you see the result of, of mismanagement and of, uh, you know, the, the fallen world where we're driven by greed and, and all this madness. We screw things up. But the, exactly. the environmentalists, they turn it into this thing of like, oh, human beings are inherently bad and the earth was perfect and then human beings came and we ruined it for all the innocent bunny rabbits and crickets and cows and, and the, you know, the, the lions. We wrecked it for all them with our unnatural humanness, which is a stupid philosophy yeah. anyways. Yeah, I don't buy into that, um, that self-hate nonsense at all. Yeah. You know, that can go down, to, down into a deep, deep, dark hole itself. Yep. Um, they're, they're going to kick us off. Uh, Zoom's going to end in a minute and 45 seconds. Sorry. Just to let you know. I'm not cutting you off, but uh, oh, okay. it'll, it'll cut out. Oh, okay. Oh, one thing. You guys were talking about psychedelics earlier. Um, just to make it short and sweet, I did LSD one time. It was, uh, <laughs> it was actually a very good experience for me because the, the set and setting was perfect. My fr- my, all my friends were nice um, and everything like that, but... That was fine, but the second time I did psilocybin, and uh, that was a bit more, I guess, revealing of my internals, I guess you should say. Hmm. Um, <laughs> there, uh, it wasn't very pleasant after I took a quarter of it, so I took eight and a half grams of, of psilocybin. and um, That's huge. That's crazy. Yeah. Why were you, what the hell was your <laughs> so, problem? What were you trying to do? You trying to dissolve so, yourself? Um, trying to disintegrate Carnists will try to befriend you. They'll try to say the vegan ideology you've been brainwashed. Come on. It says it says less than a minute now. (laughs) Okay, so it was a um, it was a really stupid you know college type thing. Um, I was like, oh damn, I've got this quarter of mushrooms in my trunk and they're going bad. I gotta get rid of them now. So I was like, oh, why not eat them? You know. So um, it was a pretty intense experience. And uh, um, what ended up happening is. I, whenever I close my eyes, I, I see fractals of like porn images, wow. right? And yeah, it was crazy. And, um, it was very uncomfortable to me and it really woke me up to be like, Hey, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should cool it on that type of, you know, that type. All right. We just got cut off. I'll start another meeting. One more. This is, this keeps happening. We're like four hours deep into the stream now. If we keep going, I'm not going to have energy to stream other nights. It's almost, it's getting late, but I got to, I got to finish this story. All right, James, my cheap ass, I doesn't pay Zoom. Doesn't, isn't Zoom a Chinese government program? How are you already here? Somebody's already in the room. I don't get it. Is it the same here? James, 
Jump back in, James. We'll finish your story. And then we got another caller. I mean, I guess we'll keep going as long as you guys support. As long as callers are calling in, I want to hear who's calling. But I don't want to burn out. All right. New Zoom meeting link in there for you, James. And if someone else wants to call. What happened? Where'd all the haters go? What are all you, all you vegans who've been tagging me all day, attacking me on Instagram, on, uh, on YouTube, on um, what's the other one? <laughs> Twitter. You can tell I'm tired. All you guys, where are you? Where, where are you? Where, where's all the vegan haters? All the people who are saying, you're a coward, you won't debate. I opened the lines up for you guys to call in. Lifting vegan logic, you fag. You've been tagging me all fucking day on Instagram, all day on Twitter, making videos about me on YouTube. I open up the lines. You could call in, dude, but no. All right, is this the same, James? Hey, is that you? All right. <laughs> all right, my bad. All right, so, um, yeah, so basically... Um, we just started playing video games and I got really uncomfortable and I started getting sick in my chair. And yeah, I sat in the chair and I started closing my eyes and I started seeing fractals of like pornographic images. Mm-hmm. And um, that was very uncomfortable to me because at the time I kind of had like, you know, in a, I guess you could say like an addiction towards that stuff. And yep. um, totally addictive, man. I mean, I grew up addicted yeah. to porn. Like I, it's it's uh, and it, that's actually a very difficult addiction to kick. Right, like I was never able to. I would never got addicted to any physical substances. Right, I abused. I mean, in high school, like I remember, I worked at a at this job at In and Out, and I had this girl. She was really cool. Um, she was like a friend of mine, and she would bring me these. She would she would like steal pills from her mom and bring them to me, and I'd tell her like, "Hey, bring me some Vicodin." She'd just give me like Easter eggs full of Vicodin pills, and I'd just like pop them. <laughs> Two, three at a time. Dude, I won. I got up to – I was like 16 or 17, and my tolerance for Vicodin got so high. I took – I remember taking 11 Vicodin one night, those uh, – like the 750 or whatever, they, like the white ones with the line down the middle. I remember taking 11 of those, and I didn't realize how much I was screwing up my liver because those things are so full of – all the ibuprofen and stuff. It's not even the oh, – opi- yeah. It's not even the opiates in those that screw you up. It's all ibuprofen, all this crap. Dude, man, I just remember – puking, taking 11 of those and throwing up and just, it's just so stupid, so destructive. And the, the pharmaceuticals, I was never able to get addicted to any of that stuff growing up, but I'm totally addicted to porn in high school and college. Couldn't get addicted to any, <laughs> none of the phys, none of the drugs that I tried, couldn't get addicted, never got addicted to any of them, but the porn, man. And we, it, it's terrible. It destroys you. It destroys relationships. It destroys you. It's, it's horrible. Porn is one of the worst drugs. Yeah, it absolutely destroys your conceptualization of, of like real intimacy with another person. Mm-hmm. And um, when I started becoming intimate with my first girlfriend, it, it was kind of difficult at first because you have such a skewed perception on reality when it comes to those types of things. Yeah. And honestly, um, it's it's way you know it's it's way different and it's way better than porn ever could be. And yeah, real life, and, and, real life is way better. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the, the trip continued and I was like, all right, I got to change my set and setting here. I can't be sitting up cooped in playing, uh, violent fighting games and stuff when I'm on mushrooms. So, um, I went outside and I sat on the bench. Um, 
sat on this bench outside between these these uh these apartments at my friend's college and um what ended up happening is I was looking at like the wood. I was looking at the wood grains in in the table, and I was just kind of like losing myself in these wood grains. And my friend comes, my friend and his girlfriend come sit right in front of me, and like, like, oh, cool. So I look up, and their eyes are massive. Their eyes are huge, and they both have like these rainbows around their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and ever all that, and ever since that. I just don't remember anything else that happened afterwards. Uh-oh. It was like a complete three-hour blank zone. Blackout. Um, yeah. Why did you take what? What made you take? You said eight grams. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, I was like seven and a half, eight grams. How old were you? I was nineteen at the time. Were you just like? Were you dep- like? Were you trying to kill yourself? That's crazy. No. <laughs> Dude, no, I had a friend that was in high school. He took seven grams and then went to some like he went to church. Like an evangelical church. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he went to the evangelical <laughs> church in like seventh grade. Uh, shout out to Chris. I don't, I don't know how he's doing. He was really cool. He was a cool guy. I miss that guy. He was a good dude. Hopefully, he's not doing any drugs or anything. He had a hard time when after I left that city and went to college. But uh, yeah, he was that. That was a. I don't know. It was a game changer for him to say the least. <laughs> Seven grams and going. Yeah. It's these things playing with fire. Like you're literally playing with fire. Really, honestly, and after that experience, I was because I had such a positive first experience with psychedelics because you know I had great friends around me. I was in Acadia National Park. It was absolutely beautiful. There's like nothing not to like about it, you know. But um, the second time, it really opened me up to like the dark side of um, of psychedelics. And um, I did a lot of reading about it over the years afterwards because it it kind of interested me and. it didn't interest me in the way that I want to do it again. Yeah. But it interests me in the way that the, the way it like breaks your mind down and, and it's able to reform it afterwards. Yeah, but it's so else. it's so dangerous. It's so because it, think about this, like you, you blast yourself open with these things. What 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 rebuilds you is pop culture. Right? Like, oh dude, we're gonna go take some mushrooms, we're gonna go watch Dark Side of the what do you call it? Uh, Dark Side of the uh Dark side. What do you uh, when you do Dark Side of the Moon and and uh, Wizard of a Dark Side of Oz, man? Like Wizard of Oz, and you watch Dark Side of the Moon at the same time. <laughs> then we're gonna like we're gonna go. We're gonna watch like the whole Monterey Pop Festival uh, video. Jimi Hendrix burning his guitar when he's so high. It's like all the you just you just program yourself with pop culture uh-huh. that's been curated by the global economic elite to break down your worldview and to turn you into a hedonistic, nihilistic gobbledygook that's just seeking just, just a coomer that's just seeking pleasure because you're completely manipulable when you're in that state when all you care about yeah. is your pleasure is your feels is your cummies you're 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 useless you're a blob and you can be harvested for your energy and you can be turned into a slave and this is the british model the british used the opium wars right anybody want to look at an interesting bit of history that real there's a super important jumping uh point to get to the place the place where we're at now the opium wars Right, the British, uh, the British economic elite uh, used drugs, used cultural weapons and opium to destroy China and to destroy Chinese culture and to create a, basically an enslaved population. 
that they could then industrialize and use to make textiles and stuff like that and harvest their resources. But it was all about getting those drugs into there and forcing those drugs on the people and, uh, and getting them addicted to these drugs and making them decadent and depraved. But they did it through telling them, oh, look, you're going to be cool. This is what the British aristocracy does. You're going to be like high class if you smoke opium. And they were forcing that opium was illegal in the UK, but guys like Sassoon, uh, the Sassoon family, very interesting. They were actually intermarried with uh, some other fam another famous family. The, the uh, his name means Red Shield. The, the Sassoons were importing or exporting rather this stuff into China and weaponizing it in order to mess with the politics there. And they use it as a cultural weapon to destroy the culture. So, and this is what's been done over and over again. You see the same thing with the psychedelic revolution in the U.S. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's the vehicle for spreading, for destroying a culture, for breaking it down, and for enslaving a people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a, a good example of that, that for me, honestly, um, I smoked pot for two years straight. Mm. And um, I, I, I just completely stopped cold turkey uh, about four years ago when, when that Lyme disease stuff started again. And the, the difference, you know, I have a couple friends that still have been basically smoking every day for, for years now. And um, not only the financial drain, but the intellectual laziness that it, it encourages. Mm. I wouldn't say that it causes intellectual laziness, but it definitely encourages it. Yeah. Um, to where people don't look further than their nose on certain topics and they just accept norms and they just, you know, they build up these personal identities that are based off of fear yeah. and that, oh, I, I must believe this because other people believe this. And if I don't believe this, I'm a big oasis, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Well, and it, yeah, and it, it, it's crazy. Pockets push so hard now, right? Like all the... Um, films and television they glorify it like it's so cool to just be a stoner and just not I don't care about anything man just gonna get high like that's that's glorified it's so cool but it's yeah. it's a degeneracy right and it doesn't mean that like you know everybody that smokes pot is like that but it, 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 these can be weaponized very easily and any of these can Absolutely. become these vices are very our passions can be hijacked and that's you know they're cultural forces Absolutely. that just they're designed to do that yeah. So what, what, I, what I've learned like within my reading about psychedelics is that we have these gating mechanisms within our brain that process unneeded information out and only give us our needed information. And if you're looked at it from a you know, reductionist perspective. But, yeah. um, so what, from my knowledge, what these, um, what these psychedelics do, especially the powerful ones like uh, psilocybin and LSD, is they break down these these pattern, like these pattern recognizers within our brain, these gating mechanisms, yeah. and they allow us to reform new ones afterwards. So when you were talking about earlier about this complete degeneracy of these people, you know, doing like um, eating these mushrooms and going crazy and slaughtering thousands, like I slaughtering so many humans, it's just but I can definitely see from experience, you know, how how you can. Um, if you were to expose to that environment with other people around you supporting that environment, how you'd be so manipulated into actually believing and actually conducting yourself into that, into those, um, 
you know, degenerate actions of, you know, blood sacrifice yeah. and, you know, killing and murder and stuff it's like that. It's how they were used, yeah. right? So it's like more. when you rich, the, the ritual is designed to heighten your awareness, right? And you could do that through trauma. You can do that through drugs. You get to the same, mm-hmm. you, they're all routes to the same place of this breaking open of the psyche and the pouring in of something. <laughs> what that is yeah. people people have different stories about what that is i believe it's demonic spirit i mean this is it, it opens you up to spiritual realms and opens you up to demonic influences and that's as you know as simple as i can put it so i did yeah, yeah it, it's it's insane how how deep uh, so many people that go we go so far into this crap and then we f- it takes so long to, oops what happened it, it takes so it takes it takes so long for us to realize just how deep we went, and it it sucks to like try to pull yourself out of that uh, out of that crap. And uh, we've got a whole got a whole culture of of people that have been told that this is this is good. You know, you just get high, YOLO, bro, right? But like, you look at how they yep. use, different drugs get targeted at different populations too. So the psychedelics, that's like that's for the white kids, right? The acid, yeah. the acid, yeah. the mushrooms and stuff like that. That's for the white kids, but the the, the hair uh, the the um the cocaine the crack cocaine and stuff that gets marketed towards the black population, right? The meth gets moved uh, meth moves through the Mexicans in California and it hits the white population really hard all throughout the the whole United States. But these the different drugs that get used as weapons against different uh, pockets in the culture for manipulation for control and ultimately for. Oh, yeah. Uh, degeneration of the culture and destruction of the psyche and the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it, and it's sad to see that happening around me. You know, it, I see people that, um, you know, I wasn't really one to be lazy even smoking weed. But once I came out of that picture of smoking weed, I just saw my friends. They just became very, um, very lazy. Uh, in that regards and they, they could just amount to be so much more than they are today you know if they just got rid of that vice they put on themselves and it's it's very hard to um to to open open them up to that possibility because then i'm you know i'm an asshole because i don't believe what everyone else around them believes you know yeah and i i know that's saying that you know some people can handle it um and some people can't but you know, maybe it's worth a try to, you know, put it away for it for like three months, mm-hmm. right? And see where it gets you. See, see how much more productive you become. See what um, so- sobriety feels like. Because after being two years on marijuana, you know, I was, uh, I remember seeing one of your podcasts earlier on. You were talking about, oh, yeah, I'll never stop smoking this stuff. This is the greatest stuff in the world. And then I was like that same way for those two years. Oh, man, this is fantastic. Until... I decided to go sober and after it took some time, but after like five or six months, it's like, Hey, I, I prefer it this way. I'm a much more productive and thoughtful individual, you know, um, removing, you know, removing this vice from my life. Mm. Not only do I have more money, but I also feel like I have a different perspective. Um, and I felt like I, I grew intellectually very quickly after, you know, removing that, that, uh, that substance from me, yeah. you know, and maybe it was valuable to have that experience to, you know, be able to grow afterwards. But um, if you have a good leader, if you have someone to teach you, you know, how, how to, you know, how to think, um, 
you know, how to, how to use deep thought and, you know, meditative skill to like think on things in your life. You don't really need those substances, you know, they're distractions. They become distractions. They become crutches. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, when you said you were listening to my stuff earlier on, I, I don't, I don't ever remember saying like, I'd never promoted weed. (laughs) Like what did you? Oh, oh no, no. I'm talking about like, this is when you, this is, I remember this is when you used to smoke weed. Oh, okay. You know what I said about, yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It, how much better we feel, how much better we function when we're not trying to use all these crutches or when you walk on our own two yeah. feet. And people, I know a couple guys in the chat, at least one guy in the chat, it's getting a little, uh, he's a little upset. He's saying like, you know, you don't get why you're so anti. They're an amazing tool for spirituality. Um, what is spirituality? That's the question. Like, what, what the hell do you mean by spirituality? Like, is it... They're, they're a tool for, yeah, they're a tool for opening you up to spiritual influence, but from what? What spiritual influence is the question? Um, so that, that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, Matt, yeah. thanks thanks for sharing, dude. It sounds like it's... Uh, oh, no yeah, man. I, I appreciate you jumping on and jumping on and chatting, man. Hey, yeah, I got to get going to bed. It's past my bedtime. It's 11.30 here. Yeah. I think I've been almost, man, it's like four hours of streaming. This is one of the longest streams I've done. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I saw you were on like a few hours ago. I was like, damn, Tristan's still People on. People keep calling in. This is the problem. People keep calling in. I don't want to hang up on them. You guys are fun. You guys are fun to chat with, man. You guys keep me awake. All right. All right. Take it easy, James. Well, you have, a, you have a good night, all right? You too, brother. Have a good one, man. You too. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Zoom's done. I got to come over. You got super chats to read. All you bigots sending them super chats and supporting. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you guys got any questions, you can send those via super chat. But we'll do we'll do more streams. Shoot. What's today? Today's Friday. I thought about doing a stream tomorrow night, but I don't know if I'm gonna do it. It's been a long one. It's been a long one. We got and we got all friendlies. What's up with all the only friendlies coming in? I thought we were I thought all you vegans were gonna crush me. I thought all you vegans, oh you're terrible. You said the word faggot. Ah, I said the bad word. Where, why don't you guys come debate? Come debate or come cancel me. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. You vegans are not as, uh, as brave as you claim you are. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, hey, for the, next, for the next stream we do, the next call-in stream I do, at least we we gotta get at least get a a, a couple of uh, a couple of debaters a couple of debaters. None of these vegans want to come on and debate. <laughs> All right, we got look at some people in the chat. Look, if you don't like what I had to say, it's okay. We don't have to agree on everything, but take it to heart. You might you might see my perspective later on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All these, all these drugs y'all, y'all are taking, all these drugs, you can get to those same places you can get. Not only can you get to the, uh, to the same realizations that you think are so great, you can get to more profound and real realizations through repentance, <laughs> through actual repentance. Is what it is. Is what is the worst boomer saying. It means nothing. <laughs> Alright, we got some super chats, so let's come read some of these. Let me I gotta back up. We got a bunch we got a bunch of unread ones. Deputy Dave. 
skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. Deputy Dave donates five pounds. Says real talk tonight. I love it. Deputy Dave, it's not even night there anymore, dude. If you're sending pounds, it's like six o'clock in the morning. I gotta get to bed. I got cows to milk in the morning. I got animals to abuse. Um, I gotta get to bed. So look, it, it's what's it? Twenty minutes till twelve. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. I got all these bright blue lights on. I'm gonna have to take a hot bath and try to wind down. And try to get some sleep before 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I want to thank all you guys for hanging out. We've got a bunch of bigots still in the chat. Bunch of bigots still in the chat. Mason B. Creative says, Psychedelics deliver false light. Well said. Well said. Rat Splatigan donates 10 bucks. Says, Call-in format is a great idea. This was a very powerful stream. Thanks and God bless. Thank you, Rat Splatigan. appreciate that. Let me just, I'll replay that just to see which notification you get. I'm so much better now, and I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. I'm inspired. I have to say, I'm inspired by that. Thank you, Hench Herbivore. DB donated 20 bucks. DB, regular supporter of the channel. Now I know your voice. Good to meet you, man. Uh, says, thanks for taking my call again. Keep doing God's work, helping those in need. Um, I'll try. I'll try, man. Thank you. Mason, be creative. Ugh, Mason, be creative. Another regular, Mason B. Creative, donates five bucks, says, thanks for all the work. To all the listeners, support what you like. Hey, yes, that's what's up. You guys like this, this stuff we do here, support it, right? Um, YouTube doesn't. Quite the opposite from YouTube. We rely on your support for these streams. This is why we do it. We do it for you guys. We have some fun. <laughs> we sure have some fun doing these, don't we? Uh, Little Big Toe donates five bucks. Doesn't even say anything. Eric Partello donates five bucks through Super Chat. Doesn't even say anything. They're just throwing out them shekels. They're just donating because they like the content here and they like skateboarding teens in Hawaii. All right, guys. If I can do another stream tomorrow night, I may. Tomorrow or Sunday. Oh, we got another one. We got another super chat. Mm, last minute super chat. Let's wait for that notification. I'm so much better now. And I'm so much bigger and stronger than you. Thank you, Hench. I might have to, I gotta get some new uh some new notifications here. But hey guys, it's been nice. It's been a uh it's been a great stream. This reminds me of some of the first streams, like the first year they allowed streaming on YouTube, back when this channel was way smaller. Um and I appreciate the support we get from you guys. YouTube, I don't appreciate the support we don't get from you. I don't appreciate you cr trying to crush our channel. Um, but you know what? We get plenty of support from the uh, from the chat here. Oh, we, we got one more. Luthi and the Mortal. Let's read this one. Skateboarding teens in Hawaii. Right, and you just imagine them shirtless all day. Right. Yeah. and the Mortal donates four ninety nine through Super Chat. Says Bald Gang. I think he was talking about when our when our buddy Sid Meister was on earlier. Sid Meister was good meeting you, man. Bald Gang, Sid Meister. We got another one from Luthien. I got my D levels tested once uh, before I supplemented, and I had the D levels of an institutionalized elder, <laughs> like these people who are like in nursing yeah. homes. Ah, Dr. Gregor. Luthien the Moral donated four ninety nine through Super Chat. Says, Father Seraphim Rose book, Nihilism, the Root of the Revolution. Uh, I think it's the Root of the Revolution. Telling vegans oh. that they've been brainwashed is actually just one of the gaslighting techniques I want to highlight. 
That's weird. It said it twice. It said it twice. It said the same one twice. All right, so he says, Father Sarah from Rose Book, Nihilism, the Root of the Revolution of the Modern Age. I think that's the full title of the book for those of you who are looking for it. He says, that book by Father Sarah from Rose, the Nihilism book, was key in my conversion out of atheism. That's awesome. That is freaking awesome. Let's see. Um, I just want to make sure I didn't miss any. We had a lot of really cool, really cool people jump in the chat tonight and uh, and talk to me. All right, guys, it was nice hanging out. It's been the longest dang stream in the history of my dang streams, and I got to get some sleep. All you bigots in the chat, thank you for the support. You can find more at primaledgehealth.com. I'll see you next time.